Material Components Episode 88 Down and Out Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Heck yeah. Of course. For now. Yeah. You can't. You replace the whole cast with four other people. That's this is the the whole plan. It'll be four new people next episode. You'll have to, to kill us, me to get us eighty-eight <laughs> episodes in, in, and then <laughs> and then replace us halfway through an episode with other friends. Um, God, uh, Please, I Discord, not. you can't lock me out. <laughs> uh, I think he can. I have given him basically oh, like that's he's uh, yeah yeah. Well, anyways, who are we? With fun. Uh, who are we? Uh, I am Olivia, and I'm playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and I'm playing Sid Emberlight, Half-Elf Rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. And before we begin today's session, I would simply just like to say... Congratulations. The valley is safe. Oh. You are all trapped in the abyss. Well. Please roll for initiative. Yeah. Worth. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh, I thought you were going to ask us what happened last time. Nope, I wrote irrelevant. Down, irrelevant. You're in the abyss. Cost. It doesn't <laughs> matter anymore. I, I, all I wrote down was we succeeded, but at what cost? Um, that's, that's all I got. The valley is safe, and our heroes are trapped in the infinite layers of the abyss. Yummy. All right. 2020. What a good start. <laughs> we get Tears' bonus. No. Tears no. is unconscious. I am unconscious. <laughs> okay, my initiative's pretty good. So, 25 to 20. Why did I say that out loud? I don't know. It's the abyss. This is what you get. See, this pretty is much. why we only developed a loose plan. <laughs> yep. All right. 15 to 20. Uh, oh, nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. 10 to 15. 12. Oh, congrats, guys. Thir- um, 13 for Grawl. Yep. 12 for Tirza. Um, and then I rolled a 2 plus 8. 10. Wow. Okay. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. Why did I say that? Oh, wait, what did Hello. you get? A five. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So good. Mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm, spent like mm-hmm. a couple days coming up with a plan for what we were going to do. That plan is dead now mm-hmm. because none of us no are going more. to be alive. I think we still have to just, we have to, we have to, we have to, we just have to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let me just... I remember talking just... is a free action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Okay. So, at the top... Oh, mm-hmm. Really, very, very quickly, um, Aura of Alacrity does not have the condition of my consciousness attached to it. I, I will leave it up to your ruling. But I will just point out that it doesn't say that I have to be awake. Hmm. <laughs> I'm fairly certain them. the vast majority of your abilities will not list whether or not you need to be conscious. It's implied. There, I mean, there are some <laughs> that do say, say while you are conscious. But yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you are DM and therefore have final say. <laughs> I'm going to say the light of Tears of Cloakbearer is somewhat dimmed in the dark <laughs> depths of the abyss while she remains unconscious. Weird. Makes sense to me. Like, it would have done much for the rest of us. Well, it's yes. a plus four. As we established last time, you are in the abyss. Having sealed yourselves there after closing a realm scar from the other side of that abyssal plain upon which you found yourselves. In the distance, a terrible flesh and bone and ichor creation of this nightmare realm bloops towards you like some kind of terrifying jellyfish made of tumors and chains. Is it made of chains, or are the chains just around it? That's a very good question. You're going to have to get a lot closer to find out, and I look forward to you discovering those facts. Just curious. (laughs) I've got a long ways to go before I have to, you know, actually do something. This is true. But leastways, having seen this creature approach, and once it had gotten within a certain range, it started speaking within most of your minds... Minus Grawl, because Grawl has that nifty ring of mind shielding. Hey. Hearing its psychic call of flesh. Just Just visually disturbing for me. Still bad every time I hear it. So bad. But leastways. It never gets better. At the top of the round, our good friend Camion is going to see this thing approaching. Stare around at both Valor and Tirza unconscious. And have to make a snap decision about what to do. Because as the Realm Scar has faded, so too has that strange equilibrium which kept you stationary within this dark ocean. And so now those who wear the heaviest of armor, uh, Tirza Cloakbearer and Valor are now sinking uh, quite rapidly. (laughs) Which way is sinking? Towards uh, Jelly Blob? Away. Most definitely away. Away from Jelly Blob. The Blob creature descended from what you think is the surface of the water several hundred feet. Well, it was below you. Now it's sort of above you. Orienting in this space was not your primary concern when you came here. We had a pretty good idea, though. (laughs) And I think that Camion 
is going to stare around at those two, stare back up at the creature approaching, make a snap judgment call, pull out their longbow and some of them plus one arrows and just take fire at this thing because that is what they're good at. And even though they're underwater and they have disadvantage on all these attack rolls, uh, they're going to try. Ew, that's not good. (laughs) I was just about to say, I believe in them. (laughs) No. Actually, still not bad, considering they have a plus 14 to hit with these. What Uh, the fuck? Rangers, yo. With a plus two bow, a plus one arrow, and archery fighting style. Ah, magic weapons. Very good stuff here. Uh, So, that actually does hit. And their second arrow, not so much, though. Because that's a terrible three. Uh, so they're going to loose at least one shot that flies through. The other kind of like wibbling and wobbling through the water. And it sort of just spirals and loses momentum. The first one, though, wreathed in some kind of strange magic that you've seen around Camion's attacks will strike at this thing. And deal a little bit of damage. Like Kagome. Like Kagome. plus one is 15 okay um that is camion's going to swim after taking those shots and try to catch up with valor that will bring us to talila of course of course talila who Uh. is sans george and without any spells really having spent everything she had in the ritual you just conducted to close the realm scar is going to George was destroyed during the ritual. George was destroyed. In fact, and uh, the bone shards that erupted from George uh, seem to fire themselves past you all. And at the creature, Uh, you're not quite sure exactly what caused that. Um, Hopefully it was Talila. (laughs) Yeah, fingers fucking crossed. <laughs> but leastways, she is going to swim her little gnomish hands and feet and try to catch up with Tirza. That will bring us to Grawl. Um, how See, close is like <clears throat> everyone? Like, how rapidly is, are our Valor and Tirza descending? It is going to be a near thing in, in at this very moment. They are within reach. Okay. Uh, given another six or so seconds, they're going to start plummeting into the depths. Okay. Um, uh, which one is closest to Grawl? Which one were you standing closest to when the ritual went off? I don't know. I usually, well, we usually all put our hands on uh, Cherish. Correct. So. We're all pretty darn close. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Valor. There you go, then. Okay. Then I'd like to uh, see if I can at least reach for Valor to uh, try to stop him from sinking. Give me an athletics check. Okay. As you attempt to grab somebody in plate armor and swim ferociously towards the surface. That's That's a 10. That's a 10. You grab onto Valor, but you feel just this anchor of a tiefling beginning to drag you down. 
Why, why can't you be scrawny? Why, why can't you just not wear the heavy things? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, how far away is the blob? It is 120 feet away at the moment. Ah, interesting. Okay. Um, well. Still farther. Oopsie. Good to know. Yeah. Um, why not? Since at 120 feet, uh... I believe you used your action to try to swim up with Valor. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> unless you have a bonus action to use. Not today. Not today. We're all out. We're all spent. Fair enough. That will bring us to Valor. Valor... Wake up! Nope, you tried to swim with him. You did not try to wake him up. That's um, fine. I mean, and even if you are shouting, it's underwater, so it's like, Wake up! Wake up! But did it work? No. Damn it. I gave you the roll, though. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All I can ask is that you try. Uh, Yeah, Valor is going to sink, and sink quickly. Both uh, Grawl, you hold on to Valor. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, Camion is close by and attempting to do the same, albeit not trying to swim up with him. And the two of you are dragged 30 feet down. Damn. That will bring us to Tirza. Uh, Is it... Oh, God, is it my turn already? Yes, it is. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. Um, oh yeah, I forgot you guys rolled terribly. <laughs> um, better than you. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I sink. <laughs> yes, you do. Good call. Uh, so tears of sinks thirty feet, <laughs> and uh, Talila is dragged with her. That will bring us to Judah Sunpalm, who is totally out of key points. That makes this real awkward. Um, But he is still a quick, quick monk, so he is going to swim, or try to swim, down after Tirza, as the only person supporting her at the moment is a gnome. And... (laughs) He will attempt to keep you afloat with his athletics check and not roll much better than Grawl. And uh, just latches on but can't seem to slow your descent. That will bring us to Sid. Cool. Uh, How close am I to Cherish? You two are basically right next to each other as the rest of your companions are beginning to sink. Perfect. Um, I am going to... Cherish has the bag of holding, correct? Yes. I would like to reach into the bag of holding and grab out... um, and grab a potion. Okay. What potion? Uh, I'm going to grab... First things first, let's heal our friends. Uh, I'm going to grab the... Sorry, it's not loading. Um, Only have superior. 
the superior one one superior healing potion. Okay. So you grab one superior healing potion. Can I grab more than one thing at a time? Like, how does that work? I think it's an action to remove one thing, but I could be wrong. Actually, we have one greater healing potion left. That's up to you. Uh, Use an object is an action. So I'd be using the bag of holding to... Okay, gotcha. Um, Well, I'm still going to do that. Um... And then I'm going to... I'll say if you're grabbing multiple of the same item, you could probably... Because of how the bag of holding works, you think about a thing. And so right. if you're thinking, like, four potions, they would just kind of come to you. Okay. Now, if um, it's, like, too many things, I might ask for a dexterity check to hold on to all of those things. Sure, but I'm just like, going to oh, ask too for... many potions. Oh, so many potions. Um, that's okay. I'm just going to ask for two superior healing potions. Okay. Uh, yeah, you pretty easily grasp those potions. Great. So that's my action. Uh, then I'm going to swim up to... How far away is Tirza from me? Tirza is 30 feet down. Great. That is my movement. So I will swim up to Tirza. And uh, last time we established you use the Ring of Altar Self to give yourself yeah. aquatic uh, features, so you move at your full movement speed, yeah. Yes. Um... And then, um, and then I still have a bonus action, but I don't think I can do anything else. Uh, I'm going to shout as well as I can uh, back to uh, Cherish. Um, the potion, the, what is it? Oh, yeah. The potions of Dominate Monster are in the bag, and so is the wand of the Lazy Apprentice. Uh, And then I prepare to uh, feed this potion into Tears on my next turn. (laughs) Okay. That. So you grab on to Tears of them? Yeah. Okay. So you've kind of got two potions held in one hand, sort of like somebody grabbing two uh, bottlenecks of beers between the fingers, and the other hand is grasped onto a strap on uh, Tirza's armor as she's still sinking. Mm -hmm. That will bring us to Cherish. Are they going to drink something underwater? We're going to find out. (laughs) Very carefully. Uh Yep. Uh Uh-oh. So, Cherish, what do you got? Doesn't this wand require attunement? No. Is that true, Mike? Uh, it depends on what Lisman has written down, because I don't have the oh, item, okay. item card uh, in front I, of me. I have that it is. it does not require attunement. Um, oh, okay. It is. It has uh, 16 charges. Um... And uh, and the way it works is uh, if you expend five charges, you control a huge object. Four charges is a large object. Three charges is a medium. Uh, two small, and then one tiny. Okay. Sounds about right. Uh, is full at the moment. Okay. Well, if it doesn't require, require attunement, then that's great. 
because I'm full up and also. That is what I wrote down. So if we discover, I do apologize. It's all good. We'll say that that is true for now. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, I can only get one thing out of the bag at a time. Uh. <laughs> so I will grab the potion. And which potion? I, the uh, dominate monster. Okay. And then I will swim down fifteen feet as far as I can go. Okay. Uh, yeah, you swim down. That will bring us to the Sibriax, which is following. Uh, it cannot move that fast, though. It moves 20 feet down with a jet of bile-like liquid squirting out from some of its pustules, jetting it through the water on a tide of sickening, gross-looking fluid that's green and red and black. It will, again, call out from its mind, its horrible rictus face, aglow in the light of your own abilities and its own descent. You hear it. More flesh. And it is going to use... Warp creature on up to three targets it can see within range. What's range? 120 feet, isn't it? Oh, it's a hard 120 feet. Um, So, let's see. Uh, You all descended 30 feet, which made it 150 feet away. It descended another 20 feet, which makes it 130 feet away. Except for Cherish. Guess who? (laughs) Fuck... Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, Cherish, I need you to give me a constitution Constitution saving throw. throw. This is a good plan we've got. This is a good plan. (laughs) Works so well so far. Luckily, (laughs) Cherish is the person to make a con save. Oh, yeah. Let's just hope that this goes well. (laughs) That is a 24. Okay. Damn. You succeed the save. Okay. You feel as though something, some wretched power of this place attempts to invade your body. There's a, a weird squirming sensation that runs from the tips of your fingers into your sternum. And something was attempting to mold you like clay, but it failed. Today, Satan. Well, not Satan, but... I hate that, Mike. I hate that. That didn't even happen to me, and I hate that. (laughs) You should. It's not nice. (laughs) I'm sure. That is the Sibriax's turn. That will bring us back to the top with Camion, who is going to attempt to... Let's see. They're going to use their action to... Hmm... Bap him on the head. Wake him up. No. They're going to hold their action to use another athletics check. Uh, and they're going to shout at you, Grawl. Help me! Oh. Oh, oh okay. Ah, teamwork. Yeah. Done. 
So they are Our holding cards. their athletics check until Grawl can help so that they can get advantage because they actually are good at athletics. I'm not terrible at athletics. You don't need to. But I wouldn't be the yeah, first person. Oh, no, I'm just saying. Just because Camion's good doesn't mean I'm bad at it. Sure. Just Camion <laughs> is proficient and knows that uh, they have spent a life training to be uh, an athletic freerunner in dangerous places, and you are a warlock who relies on your sword. <laughs> who has wings. also been, yeah, exactly, yeah, eating chicken just... wings and rocks his whole life. <laughs> yeah. And street popcorn. <laughs> and street popcorn. <laughs> That's food for the soul, okay? And I'm powered by soul. Yes, and your soul is very developed, I'm sure. Yep, yep. Uh, that <laughs> yeah, will bring it. us to... Talila, who really has wizards without spell slots, yo. Um, <laughs> she just holds on to Tirza. Yeah, really, she is with that mighty eight on her strength score. She is just Cute. clinging on. She's just like Tirza, don't leave it without me. <laughs> it's okay. I'll follow you down. Oh God. Yeah. Honestly, down is good because it's away from that thing, at least at the moment. That will bring us to Grawl. Yeah, okay, man. Help. Let's do it. So you use the help action? Yeah. Okay. That will give Camion advantage on this athletics check. So the two of you... Yeah, that's okay. 18. Um... The two of you working in tandem, grabbing to either side of Valor, begin to haul at the plate-armored warrior, uh, but manage to slow his descent slightly. Uh, so he will be falling half as far this round. That will... swing up like, keep sinking! Keep sinking! <laughs> it does something! <laughs> better up here! <laughs> <laughs> that will bring us to Valor, who is still unconscious. Which will bring us to Tirza, who is also still unconscious. <laughs> which will bring us to Judah, who is going to look to you, Sid, and uh, look at the potions you've got, and nod and reach for one of them. Okay. I hand it to him. And he is going to grab it and uh, put it in his mouth. This is exactly what I was about to do. Pull it out. Uh, like It seems like he's working at the cork of the thing in his mouth. And then the potion starts to drain. And then he's looks like he's going in for a kiss. It's literally what I was going to do. It's perfect. It's even better. Yes. And Judah is going to attempt to force this healing potion into Tirza's mouth via mouth-to-mouth potionation. Straight Specifically. baby bird in it. <laughs> yep. Specifically, this, is, this moment is, is for the, the fan art, of course. Of like, course. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this work. was one of the superiors. That'll work. Yeah. I'm just going to roll to make sure he it's has a decent enough together. medicine check to get this uh, done. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. Medicine check? Yeah. 
because that is what he's doing. He's applying medicine. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a twenty five for Judah, so he's doing just fine. Um, okay, kisses make everything better. Kiss the owie. And uh, Tirza, you have a potion <laughs> forced into your mouth. I bet that's and not then, what you're expecting to wake up to. And then promptly dies of embarrassment. It's fine. Uh, this was one of the Thanks. superior healing potions, yes? Mm-hmm. That is going to be 6, 10, 17... 20, 24, 32 hit points for Tirza. And where did you come down on my remaining hit points from when I went unconscious? You are being healed from the point which, uh, yeah, you have the same number of hit points you had when you went unconscious. Yes, cool. Oh, that's great. But you are brought to consciousness by this... uh, burst of red potion flavor and uh, this more than intimate moment with Judah. (laughs) Fun fun fact, fans and listeners, Tirza has never kissed anyone before. Until now. Until now. Uh, (laughs) And I think the same is true of Judah, quite honestly. Aw. Hell yeah, buds. That will bring us to Sid. How far am I from uh, uh, Valor? Uh, Away from Valor? Let's see. Valor sank only 15 feet. Terza sank another 30 feet. So Valor is actually above you now uh, and about 15 feet away. Oh, then I will, uh, seeing... um, Judah uh, do that. I'm like, all right. Uh, and then I swim up and try attempt to do the same thing to Valor. Excellent. <laughs> uh, this yeah. Is very good. This is good. Give like me this. a medicine <laughs> check. Medicine. I was hoping it would be something I'm good at. Um, come on. Come I would on. maybe also accept sleight of hand. I mean, it's <laughs> not hand. Yeah. <laughs> Slide of something. <laughs> something. Um, first time I've had to do this. Um, I don't know. Cesario goes unconscious a lot. <laughs> he th- claims it's narcolepsy, but I don't know. But like, it's yeah. not. <laughs> That's not. He. It's too much for it to actually be narcolepsy. <laughs> one, one time, one time, Sid tried it with water just to test, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> but we never brought it up again uh, I, got a, I got an 18 18 yeah you can get this done wait so you uh, manage to mouth to mouth potionate uh, mm-hmm. Valor and Valor wakes up with an additional uh, 4, 8, 10 uh, 28 points That's and good. Valor, Valor wakes up to the reverse situation of back in the, I think, second trial where I was brought (laughs) back to life and he was above me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it is a reverse situation here. And I give him a wink. Um, I just want to know, what was the orientation of of the two of you? 
was one upside down. It's absolutely a Spider-Man. Sort of yes. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay, yep. cool. Underwater Spider-Man kiss. This is, this is great. This is the best episode we've ever recorded. Elliot, Elliot, you have your task now. Your yes. next... <laughs> your dark task has only my just begun. My, my cursed your... hands tingle with power. Your grim duty. Um... <laughs> Uh, Yeah, Valor's eyes flick open as you wink at him. Uh, He is somewhat taken aback, uh, but he will swallow and then, like, give you a a crooked smile. Uh, Hell yeah! Yeah. Um, And then I'm going to, I guess, swim up to Cherish. How far up is Cherish? Cherish is about, let's see, 30 feet down. Cherish swam uh, about 30 feet above you. Okay. I'm going to bonus action dash to get up uh, with Cherish. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not unconscious, but I could use me to be myself. No. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> this thing is bad. We need to get away right now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's probably not the safest thing for me to go all the way up there, but you know, mm-hmm. um, I Sid doesn't know that 120 feet is the no-no zone. <laughs> I think Cherish will say something to the effect of, "Did you guys feel something just then? Because I did." Like, Yikes. because I'm with I'm within 120 feet. I felt this thing. I mean, if of anybody wouldn't cherish say that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Objectively, I think this thing's uh range is hundred <laughs> range for spellcasting. Um that will uh, let's see, yeah. I don't know how much I don't know how much metagaminess like I mean I assume I just swim up, like unless Cherish warns me not to. Um Talking is a free action. Yeah. That's true. No, I think I think that yeah, like no, down is the direction we need to be going. So you tell me that? You yeah. tell me not to swim up to you? Yeah. Uh I guess I'd stop before I start swimming up then. Like okay. I I start in, so. Yeah. All right, that will bring us to Cherish then. Um <clears throat> Okay, um, if Tears is awake, uh, I'm just gonna say, like, who am I contacting on the watch? Uh, I shout out Shamaran the Wise. I, Tears doesn't know that putting your finger on your nose is a charades move, but, um, yes. <laughs> 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 Look, because um, how long has it been since the old mage ritual? Um, it's been about like five hours, four or five hours, somewhere in there. So I'm assuming the old mage hasn't recovered yet. Oh yeah, you don't know. I mean, who knows? Well, because there's the there's a period where where she's just absolutely indisposed, but that doesn't that, necessarily yeah. mean. And the pattern's been broken, because it... It's like, fuck. Yeah, so that's... 
the next best extra like super powerful being we know okay i mean another option is blizz does blizz did blizz ever mention being able to uh transport between well he opened portal you get he knows how to open realm scars so if he knew how to open one here does he oh yeah he he opened that small one that we were using to Mm -hmm. tests True. Oh, that's right. Well, then Blizz is a good option. What do you shout out, Sid, though? Um, I mean, if... Now, I, let, me, let me inform you with some information that you would have. Yes, go ahead. Sending is the spell mm-hmm. you cast when you use the pocket watch. Yes. The old mage uses a completely different method to project herself through the pocket watch. That has nothing to do with the sending spell. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. The sending spell itself can work across planes of existence, as far as you know. Uh, yeah, so you have one chance to contact somebody with this. And we need, if we're doing my method. We need to make sure that that's a person who can get here somehow. Right, which would either be... Well, Blizz wouldn't know where where we are. I I feel like Shamaran is is the best bet. That's what I'm going to shout, Shamaran the Wise. Okay. Uh, Tears of Will, yeah point to Sid mid flail (laughs) so Cherish you have a wand in your hand or no you have a potion in your hand Yeah. potion of dominate monster which you don't have that many of these left no. That we have four. Four. How many left. did we use on the Tarask? A bunch. We had to use four, I think. Yeah. I think we had eight. Okay. Because it had legendary resistances. And I don't want to assume anything. <laughs> well, but. but... <laughs> it's a good chance. You would also know that the potions you have are of Dominate Monster. <laughs> it says it works on a creature. That's true. So it might work on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It has, I mean, it would get a it's chance a to make flesh a construct. Throw. So, I mean. Hey, then the launch. No. <laughs> if it's but... an object. <laughs> But I, I feel like the potion was a was a, a backup plan in case waking people up oh, for and sure. why it didn't work. Was taking longer. Yeah. Um yeah, for sure. Um and we really don't have a minute to uh spend Just to turn back into clouds. Um So what you doing, Cherish? 
Well, it's not good audio, but I'm figuring out <laughs> what message I'm sending to her. So you are going to be sending a message to Shamar on the Wise. Yes. And that is that is what Sid shouted. So if yes. Cherish knows anything about the sending spell, Sid does. That's, you know. Yeah. Right. Take that into account. Yeah. Cherish not listening to something we say is on brand. Totally. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. On brand. There are so many other creatures that Cherish is familiar with at this point that could be contacted. Yeah. Oh, let's do the thread thing with your dad. <laughs> nah, See, dad'll just pop up and just take all take sending. just take Cherish. That's the thing though about sending is that it has to be a creature you're familiar with. And that like Yeah. I, some, I feel like that requires some asshole. More, yeah. yeah. Well, we're familiar with someone else. Yeah, it's true. Let's kind of go a to Nessus. Movie. Yeah. Y'all yeah. want to go to Nessus? Let's go to Nessus. Uh, hey, Road such trip. familiar with. So, you know. Uh, Couldn't be more familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would happen? What would happen if I tried to... There's only one way to find out. Um... So, Cherish. <laughs> what message do you send? To oh, the, the wise. If I, if I do like blue sky, if I contact Asmodeus and we go to Nessus, like God. there's no fucking guarantee we're getting out of there, and no. I'm definitely not. It could be worse than where we're at right it, now. It honestly it is probably worse. There's the distinct possibility that it is worse. Next is Talila, who is just hanging on to Tirza, though I'm assuming Tirza's probably going to start swimming in her own right this round. Unless just, no. But Talila was helping so much. I'll let her help. <laughs> she was there for emotional support. Mm -hmm. For my unconscious sinking body. Yep. Oh, no. She was there for her own emotional support. Oh. She wasn't there for, yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, and I just want to let you guys know, I already edited to remove the two superior healing potions, so don't remove any more. There we go. Cool. <laughs> As we all watch Elliot count. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great audio, guys. It's mm -hmm. great audio. I'm doing such a good job. <laughs> this sending brought to you by <laughs> Elliot, go on. Yeah, go ahead. Shamaran. Can you manifest in the abyss? Can't want to almost did uh, syllables. This is not a haiku. I know. God, that would suck. It's snowing uh, on Mount Fuji. The abyss. We need to get out. We Help. Tirza. We need Tirza to use her ability thingy 
to get us out. Love you. <laughs> How many words is it again? 25. 25. 25. We quick <laughs> are in the shit. <laughs> We're in the 88th layer. Whoa. Whoa. This is this is good. This is how it's yeah. coming across to Sean Ron. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have She's... good they, they still have dial up in, in the abyss. Okay. Sorry, Elliot, you were breaking up there for a oh, second. Oh, I was. Fuck, I just noticed. Okay. So the message so far is Shamaron, can you manifest in the abyss? Tirza needs to use her ability to save us. We are in the 88th C. Please and thank you. <laughs> Please Hugs. and thank you. Yes, that's good. Hugs and kisses. I think I had I think I had been doing uh syllables in my last one so i thought i only had one left and i i, I don't think it, i don't think it came through but i said heart emoji <laughs> <laughs> it did not okay so that is what cherish does on her turn is send a message and also i move 15 feet down 15 feet down okay um all right yeah you are getting close to where valor is but you're not quite there um not quite there that will bring us to the Sibriax, which is going to keep moving, and it can't use that ability on Cherish again. Hmm. But it can do something else. Uh, Cherish, if you could please give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh no, those aren't good. I'm not good at those. Yes. Oh no. What did you roll, Elliot? It's a box. Oh, oh my. <gasps> but here in the abyss, that's a, that's a good thing. That's like a nat twenty, right, Mike? <laughs> it's all topsy-turvy down here. Yeah, <laughs> I'll roll the reverse in the abyss. <laughs> the only oh, other plane I know of that messes with rolls is Mechanus, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, you you might have to have to potion make out with Cherish. Shit. I mean, I also need to get a potion from Cherish. Uh, yeah, just yeah. stick your hand in the bag. <laughs> you're gonna have to swim up to her, and then by the time you get there, you're gonna be turned into a chair by the the floaty brain. I'm yeah, not a chair. Cherish. Yeah. Behind you, you hear a horrible sucking sound echoing through the water. And then there is a, a rush, and you feel the water around you suddenly becoming hot and acidic. This horrible jet of bile that courses around you, burning at you. And you take 30 points of acid damage. Oh, oh 
That's half my health. Oh no. I see. <laughs> and a voice in your head, and it's only yours now, everyone else has moved out of range, says, Make it malleable. <laughs> and that will bring us to Camion, uh, who is going to make sure that Valor is... Uh, Conscious and moving and, like, kind of tapping him and he'll nod and start moving under his own power. Uh, and Camion will let go and stare up at where Cherish just got, just totally burnt by this thing. And will... <laughs> we can't tell that you're crying underwater. I know. And also the audience can't see that I'm just very upsettedly dog miming dog paddling. Mm -hmm. They assumed. It's true. <laughs> it was implied. Is going to look up at you and is God really cannot do anything. Um is going to just stick with Valor and like Scream at you to hurry. Uh, that'll bring us to Talila, who's just going to stick close to Tirza. And that'll bring us to Grawl. Just tie a rope to an arrow and shoot it at me and pull, okay? I promise I won't be mad. I can take it. <laughs> just get me away from this thing. Yeah, Dad can't do anything to help you there, bud. Uh, yeah, so right now the play is we're just waiting for Shamron to hopefully pop up. Just kind of <laughs> just like, yo, what up? Waiting for her to respond. Okay, gotta yeah. swim down a little bit. Yeah, just keep moving slowly away from it. Okay. That's 15 How, feet down. You're going 15 feet down? Okay. That will bring us to Valor, who is... Staring back up where Cherish is and is going to growl and swim up towards her. God, Valor and I need to be better friends. <laughs> That's what I was going to do. <laughs> now, if he latches on to Cherish and the next round uses just his body weight, he can sink down. <laughs> he is going feet, to faster than they can swim. grab Cherish and then action surge to swim back down, dragging her along oh, with him. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. yes. Hell yeah. Fighter. Good boy. And he rolled a fucking natural 20 on his athletics check. So just like. Yes. He will shoot Sid a wink just before he <laughs> explodes nice. like Aquaman straight back up towards Cherish. And then grab yeah, her dude. and drag her back down into the depths. Sid, Sid, if, if Valor needs another potion, I, I'm, I, I want to I do it. <laughs> we just trade off just for like, you know. <laughs> you probably need a break, so, you know, just saying. And that is Valor's turn. Tirza. That was a good turn. Um, <clears throat> so seeing Valor do that um, and I'm assuming Cherish is sort of safe I am yeah what Reed said I'm just gonna like keep holding on to Talila and maybe like 
put an arm on Judah and just let my horrible weight sink us down 30 feet. Okay. Sounds good. And that will bring us to Judah, who will just hang on uh, and, like, grab onto Talila as well to kind of hold her close and stick close with you as you're falling and you descend another 30 feet. Um, that will... Let's see, and they cut up to there. So, that means Tirza, Judah, and Talila are uh, about 30 feet below everybody else at this point. Okay. Get on our level. <laughs> that okay. will bring us to Sid. Okay. Um, so, Cherish and Valor are above me, correct? Uh, only by about five feet. Only about uh, five feet. Um, would I be able to grab onto them and try and pull them down as well? Or, or, is, or is Valor already, like, he's already moved them as far as they can go? Uh, yeah, and Valor is going to sink at a pretty constant rate if he's not actively working against it. Okay. Um, then I think I am going to reach into, well, I mean, at this point, we mostly just need to wait. Um... Uh, yeah, I guess I will grab out of, I will go up, grab out of the bag of holding the wand of the lazy apprentice in case I need it. Um, okay. And actually, no, no, scratch that. I'm going to, I'm going to grab my rope. Uh, I'm going to hand one end to, um, to Valor and Cherish. And I'm going to swim down um, as far as I can to try and get to the rest of the group so we can at least have everybody tethered together. I mean, between your normal movement speed and uh, a bonus action dash, if you wanted to, you could absolutely get there. That is what I will do. Okay. Yeah, come hang out. Uh, Grawl is kind of in between the two groups, having swam independently down, but you can definitely guide the line past him. Perfect. And where... Is Camion is also kind of between, correct? Uh, Camion is back up with Valor and Cherish at the moment. Okay. I wasn't sure if they were fully up where. Okay. That will bring us to Cherish. Um. Uh, okay, so Sid has the wand. Um. Actually, that brings us back to Cherish. So, um, I need Tirza oh, yeah. to roll me percentile real quick. Oh. Um. Jeez, for, where are my d10s? For okay. reasons. Yep. I guess this is where we find out if we die or not. 36. Okay. Cherish, where do you? 
Um, yeah, I'll uh, thank Valor for the quick save. Um, and yeah, I uh, haven't heard anything back from her, so it's a good thing we can all breathe underwater for 24 hours. 16 more hours thereabouts. Mm. Okay. You just hanging out then? Holding on to this yep. line that Sid gave you? Yep. Alright. Uh, the Sibriax is attempting to follow, though moving slowly. It can't really catch up with you. It will... Yep, yep, yep. Yep, it's too far away. Okay. Um... Hmm. It is going to keep following you, though. And I need... Elliot, if you could please roll me a d6. Uh, six. Six. Okay. Um, that means Valor needs to give me a intelligence saving throw? Charisma saving throw. Uh-oh. Boy! Okay. Alright. Um, yeah, you are all sinking. Um, Camion will grab onto Valor as well as... He's being pulled past, uh, the line acting like an anchor attached to Tirza, descending, and Talila doing the same. Grawl holding onto the line. Are you continuing to swim? Yep. Okay. Uh, Valor doing the same. Tirza, you just letting gravity do its grim work? Yeah, can I actually pull on the line, though? See if I can speed them up. Uh, or not so much. You can, there's not, yeah, give there's me nothing an to, like, athletics check. You can try to pull them down while you're falling. Yeah, that's... Just to kind of close the gap between us. Sure, yeah. Um, <sighs> that is a... Let me just double check my athletics. Because uh, it's over 20, I just want to see how, how <laughs> and, much. Uh, just a quick question, uh, Tirza. What is your paladin um, aura bonus? Uh, plus two. Plus two, okay. That's only for saving throws, though. Yep. Oh. oh. Might be very important soon. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> um, that's uh, just a 21. Okay, yeah, you successfully managed to uh, pull the rest of the group down about halfway. Grawl actually catches up with you, and the rest of them are Yo. about 15 feet above being dragged behind by this line as you all fall. Cool. Plus five is 23. Oh, boy. Um, that will bring us to Judah who was just hanging on, uh, and then, yeah, you are quickly getting out of range of this thing as you continue to sink deeper and deeper into the sea, uh, to the point where you begin to lose sight of the light that was dancing on the surface above you. 
those of you with dark vision are quickly making the transition to those weird grays and blacks and whites that you see in the dark with, and those of you without are quickly losing any ability to see. So Judah and Tears, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that is going to bring us to Sid. Um, I guess I go back up to Cherish and Valor, and I ask Cherish if she con if she's heard back from Shamaran Wise. No, not yet. Okay, um, and then. Yeah, I don't know what else to do. Worst case scenario, well, I mean, I guess middle case scenario. If we can get ahead of, far enough ahead of this thing, we can do the cloud thing again and try to get to the surface and try to find somewhere to rest. I, I don't know what it's going to look like up there, but... Yeah. That's right, because it's a wand that cast the the water the, yeah the one wind walking is still okay that was i, I okay that was I the one yeah i thought the okay okay yeah we have a little bit of time left so the water breathing yeah uh, but was... actually i don't know if valor and tears can is that can they still do clouds or since they were unconscious is it I don't think that would be effective. It's whoever cast the spell, right? Right, and that That's was right. Cherish. Um, no, it was King. Oh, yeah, it was me. Ha ha! Oh, should I have been making concentration checks? No, because it is not a concentration spell. I actually, just looked that up because I wasn't sure. Super. Yeah. Good to know. Um, I guess we could have done that in the first place. Um. Uh, I guess we'll swim back. Mike, remind me what the ritual is to get into Omatep's shop. You need a circle. You need a banana. Okay. You need five gold. Okay. Well, blood. Little well blood. the blood, the gold, and the banana are not different. The circle, that might be a little trendy. Uh, keeping, the, keeping the blood, yeah, in one place might be kind of tricky. So I'll bite my cheek really hard, and then I'll kiss a kiss the piece of gold. I'll put the piece of gold in my mouth, and then I'll take it out, and I'll be covered in blood, which is then immediately going to wash out because we're underwater. <laughs> yeah. You also know that um that Duskwalker import and export won't show up in anywhere that's going to cause it undue danger. I don't know why you would assume that this location. <laughs> Like, I, uh, I have I said the water pressure. wants to murder you. <laughs> I just where would Alexander lead us to? He just where is swimming through. From? I have no idea. <laughs> I, just, I don't you. know what else to do. With like a um, I'm gonna swim back. So I, I check in with the... like scuba gear on and like flip us off and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, not again. Uh yeah, I check God, in with I don't I don't know. 
Sorry, go ahead. I don't know what's up with my internet tonight. I didn't realize that I was also fucking up there. Um, it happens. But yeah, I, I check in with Cherish. All of my good jokes are getting lost. <laughs> I, I check in with Cherish, uh, see if I've heard anything, nothing. I swim back down to the group down there, and I relay that we still have heard nothing from Shamaran. Is there any other... Do Can we think of anything else at this point? I think we get out of range and turn into wind again. I, mean, I think we are out of range, right? Flesh. Yeah, at this point, as you continue to fall, uh, the last round are we get to of- is Cherish. So Cherish, is there anything you want to do before you truly get out of range of this thing? Yeah, I mean, I just want to make sure that we're we have a minute's worth of time yeah yeah well that might be a little while but yeah i mean that's what i mean you're falling at a rate that this thing cannot catch up with you okay yeah i just want to make sure that we're a minute a minute out from all of the bullshit that it can do before (sighs) we go with that plan or at least most of a minute yeah give me an intelligence check Again, the only person in the party qualified to make those. <laughs> and it's a dirty 20. Okay. Uh, you think if you fell for about a half hour, you'd be well out of range of this thing? Because the, the, the problem uh, is, is... Enough to... S- oh, I guess, well, we're all together. So, like, if we just did it now, we're all conscious. So we can just... I'll concentrate on being wind for a minute. Right. But that won't change the fact that we're still in the abyss. Yeah, but yeah, we'll but at least like, not be But like, we could underwater. try to get to the surface and see what's going on up there. And if we can find a place to just rest, because Talilah can ritual cast Lehman's tiny hut. True. So if we can, if we can get ten minutes of peace... <laughs> In the in abyss, in the abyss, yeah. then we're golden for eight hours. We should just like <laughs> should just stay down here, you know, start a farmstead. Just um, keep thinking forever. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, that that makes sense. We should do that. Okay, um, yeah, you're continuing to fall. You are beginning to lose sight of the creature as it's following you, and you are quickly able to gather everybody up so you're all falling kind of in the same rate but you are all still sinking okay so let's you are pulling valor close uh he's hanging on to this rope and he is clutching you cherish very very tightly yeah i assumed and he's just got this kind of numb look on his face his eyes are a little cloudy, and he's, like, staring around like he's confused or kind of lost. I'll kind of, like, kind of wave, you know, the hand wave in front of the eyes. Mm-hmm. And his eyes have this, like, delayed tracking of the movement. Like, you're you're waving for a second before his eyes actually, like, go over to it, and they seem to be looking just behind where the hand is. Valor, what's up? 
And again, there's this delayed reaction before his face turns towards you. And he's got this, like, knitted brow expression. And he'll look at you with this, like, odd bit of confusion. But then he'll smile. That, like, crooked tooth grin of his. He doesn't say anything? No. I mean, it's a relative kind of question, but are you okay? And he'll just nod as though he likes the sound of the words you're making. <gasps> Jesus Christ. I slap him. He looks, like, confused. Like, the, there's a delayed reaction after you slap him that he's just like, hmm? And he looks at you, okay. and he's just squinty-eyed. Like he's trying to figure something out. Hey? Cherish, is there anything you know about the the affecting Valor? I mean, it's not a great place. Thought maybe he was enchanted. Usually, when you smacks, when you do damage to somebody, it knocks him out of it. But I'm like, you know, the doctor thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. like pulling his eye down, like looking into it, like. What the fuck? We should put a, a, a pendant on him. See what happens. Mm. And you're all still continuing to fall deeper and deeper into dark waters. Yeah. I mean, I I think our best course of action is flying up to the surface and flying, finding somewhere to cast the dome. Um, but we need to figure out what's going on with with uh with valor valor can you transform into your cloud form yeah He's still looking at cherish and eventually after uh, a second of you talking sid he'll kind of like size will drift over towards you and he'll like like he, he acknowledges you're making sound and then when cherish says yeah i'll look back to you okay uh I don't know what's happening. We don't have time to wait. I'm, I grab uh, a lawless pendant and I try and fasten it uh, around Fowler's neck. And he kind of smiles as you f- play barrel of monkeys over your friends and grab a pendant and come back to him and slide it onto him and he's just kind of nodding a little bit as you slide the horrible uh, blasphemous piece of jewelry over his neck and nothing happens where did we land on thinking that we know something out of well no you know what fuck it cherish knows shit about magic um what do i know about magic that affects people's minds. Give me an arcana check. Uh, no, I don't have an advantage. <laughs> oh. Nope, not this time. Maz is asleep. Maz is silent, <laughs> as is Stormpiercer. And Tirza, you uh, said you spent all of uh, Sadagar's points as well? Yes. Yeah, so Sadagar is unresponsive. 
Haha, <laughs> my sword can still talk. <laughs> Finally got one up on all of you. <laughs> Only took 88? What episode is this? Cherish. 24. 24, you... Hmm. Cherish, the terms of the deal have been completed. That too. You would be aware of a spell... I mean, mind magic in general is considered really messed up in most uh, good person's magic circle. Uh, this would be the kind of magic that they would definitely not have taught at the tower. They would have warned against it and maybe taught some people how to defend against it. But there is a very, very high level spell that you are aware of called Feeble Mind. That can render a person incapable of communicating. They have an almost animal understanding of their surroundings. It has been used in the valley to deal with exceptionally terrible criminals uh, that for some reason or another cannot be executed. And by all the accounts that you read, this seems to be some sort of similar effect. He clearly recognizes you all, and he's clearly trying his best to protect you at the moment, Cherish. But he is... seems unable to communicate, and doesn't even really understand what's being said to him. Which means you probably won't be able to turn into his cloud form. Do Can I fix this? This requires some sort of great <laughs> greater restoration, uh very high level healing magics of some kind, a simple dispel magic won't do it. Yeah. The healing magic, I can just stick a potion in him. <laughs> no, uh, spells like Greater Restoration or Heal. Oh, okay. Uh, or, you know, Classic Wish could probably do it, too. Hey, we have a way to get that. Well, <laughs> let me just start pulling out cards from the deck and see what happens. <laughs> well, that might be what we have to do anyway. Um, well... <laughs> that thing must have cast a spell on Valor. He, I don't think he can turn into a cloud. So we are stuck sinking, then. I need everyone to give me a perception check. Yeah. Somehow, I don't think that that blob is the only thing in the... Oh! Oh, I don't think so at all. <sighs> Boy. I'm very concerned about Valor, and I'm watching him very intently. I rolled a three, or I got a three. Is it perception? Mm-hmm. Oh. If only I were level 11. Um. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good, though. Uh, 17. 26. 
five. It's dark down here. It's very dark <laughs> down here. Sid, with at the edge of your dark vision, as you stare back up at Valor as this discussion is starting to happen, even while you're still sinking, something moves at the edge of your dark vision. It's big, it's sinuous, and it disappears into the darkness beneath you, even as you continue to fall. Okay, well... You know how I said there's probably other things in thing big swim by. So if anybody has any bright idea, now would be the time. And a voice I'm in your mind says, there are no bright ideas down here, little elf. Only in my mind? Only in your mind. Did anybody else hear that? Hear what? Voice. And Cherish takes the... Uh, I replace the uh, potion of Dominate Monster, and I retrieve the deck of many things. And Camion shouts, Are you crazy? Yeah, probably. At this point... And Judah would say, there has to be another way. Talila laughs. That means it's a bad idea. Well, I wouldn't say it's a bad idea. I just, I don't think it's a good idea. Camion will stare at you seriously, Cherish. That could do anything. There are no guarantees with that deck. Literally, what else are we going to do? And they will just shake their head and say, Not that! And a voice in your head, Cherish, will say, I am fascinated, though. And, like, do I recognize this voice? No. No? Oh, shit. I thought it was Asmodeus. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, boy. I'll fine. I'll give it another voice. I am fascinated, though. I like the other one better. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it was the butler from uh, from the mayor's house. <laughs> I miss him. Why would he be here? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just like, I'm hoping for a happy, familiar face sometime around here. You okay? all feel a buffeting <coughs> of water from somewhere nearby as something pushes a current towards you and you rock slightly. Okay. I do this to Camion, just like. And Camion will shout out of the darkness, What do you want? And 
they will look back at you with a look that just says anything is better than the deck. Uh, let's see. Let's look at my equipment. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Slash my skill set. Um, the rogue who's good at stabbing things. I've got some ball bearings, guys. Oh, uh, yep. Just exploring all of my options. Uh, ooh, some caltrops. I've got a candle. That'll be very helpful. To Disguise kit. Literally never use that. Uh, grappling hook. Oh. Uh, yeah, these are these are my options. Camion will stare out into the darkness and then say, No, we're just passing through. And they've got a slightly panicked look on their face, their skin quickly turning to the color of autumn. Autumn panic, as it were. <laughs> Feel that. Hmm. And there's another long stretch of silence, and they will say, We don't serve either side, so at least we have that in common. And they will turn towards you with a look and, like, mouth, Not a part of the blood war. No blood war. <laughs> that doesn't. That doesn't make this bad, better necessarily. I think it makes it worse, actually. Oh, well. At least we no. can predict things from the and Camion will stop as clearly something is being said in their head. And then they will say, "We simply seek." A place to rest for a time. And they will stop and stare around. Again, there's no sign of whatever this is. And then Camion's face will draw into a scowl. And they will say more towards you all. There's a price. There's always a price. Dog? And do we have a choice? Like, what? what is it? It's not a price we're willing to pay. It wants so just one of us. Them. Or our minds, or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's that's. Did it say specifically which one it wanted, or just any? <laughs> it just said, "I want what you know. I want knowledge." <laughs> just like a head snapped to crawl. <laughs> just keeps looking. That's weird. That's a weird thing for it to say. Oh well. So let me get this straight. Our options are 
die down here, give it what it wants, and one of us is fucked over. Do we have any other options? And Camion will stare at Cherish muttering and say <laughs> no. As Cherish is still holding the deck. Yeah. Yeah, there's another way out. Maybe. And every head will look towards Grawl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all fucking okay. ears at this point. My video isn't, my, my internet isn't cutting out, so you will hear this good gag. Cherish turns her, snaps to Grawl, and then grabs Valor's chin and turns it towards Grawl. <laughs> <laughs> Valor looks pleased by this turn of events. <laughs> I could ask the sword for a way out like I did in the plane of air. Did you do that? Did do that. Didn't then tell anybody. Oh. Yep. So you... What's your price? It's price. Gestures to the the whole of me. What is or it? like the bug arm, but like I'm guessing like the full the full Monty. Full Monty, yeah. The full Mothy. Yeah, I was going to make that joke, but so, I, I felt like now wasn't the time really for that. But I don't okay. understand that reference, but so it's your mind or your your body, your horrible bug yeah. body. Yeah, yeah. And Judah will say Wait. You have some something with No, Grawl, you can't. Yeah, that's why I didn't do it the last time. And Talila will say, Even the voices are quiet here. Wow. Oh, Country seldom heard from. <laughs> How are you doing, Delilah? It's so dark here. It reminds me of home. So oh, does the brain fish that's swimming around out there. Uh, that's brain fish. Oh, that's just what I called them. I'm I'm sure they have. Oh, he says he's called an abolith. Oh. Fuck! <laughs> Sid has no idea. That's a dumb name, says Sid. Uh, okay. Michael the player. Fuck! So our options are one of our brains, my soul, girl's body, uh, what else are we working with? X, which is the factor I'm using for the, for the deck, it will say which could literally be just uh oh cherish is dead guess we gotta draw another card yeah so we'll leave it at x (laughs) (laughs) that's about on par with losing my soul so we've got a whatever asmodeus is gonna do to me i don't say the name out loud we've got a constructs Wizard spellbook. I'm just looking at the bag of holding contents. Um, a bucket hat of disguise. 
very important. <laughs> Let's do that. Hey, rainfish. <laughs> Can I tempt you <laughs> with this fashionable piece of clothing? <laughs> Oh, God. You continue to fall. Tirza, you are now in complete darkness. Yeah. Judah is close by. Clearly in a similar state. Talila's soft voice comes from nearby as well. But even you can feel the swish of water as it moves nearby. Camion, what did it tell you that it wanted specifically? It said information. What, is, what, what does that mean? It said it wants what we know. It wants all of the knowledge that one of us contains. If we gave it that, it would let us go on along its way. And a voice in your head said, says, Yes. I want to eat a sword. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that would work. It eats the sword, and then I just kind of yoink it back to my hand after you get. I don't, I don't know. Um, I I say out loud. I don't know. Uh, I don't know a lot of things. We but we two do lines on our hands. <laughs> but we do have a we give it the book item with a lot of magical knowledge. Would that do as a substitute? And the voice in your mind says, "Perhaps what is it you offer?" Uh, I pull out the Construct Wizard Spellbook. Um, this is a collection of... <laughs> you okay, Elliot? You okay? Spells and arcane secrets. Very toothy, toothy grin. <laughs> this, I mean, this is going to be a way better deal than whatever's going on up here. And... As you're falling, suddenly you stop. Oh. As you land on a weird, slightly giving surface, it looks just like a bubble of water has coalesced beneath you. As though something is solidified the water so that it can hold your weight and you stop your descent. Glass shock. <laughs> The high knees made of glass. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And a voice that you can all, except for Grawl, now hear. Though Grawl, you can sense that something is a. Uh... Hello. Hello. No. Don't answer it. It's a group it's call. It's a group call. It's all bad. Do you answer the group Video, call? Video call. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, Sid's in here too. Oh, what's up, man? And. The voice that you can all now hear will say, Let me see what you have to offer. Gotta delete my history first. 
and all of you who have dark vision see this enormous swimming creature emerging out of the darkness. It looks like some kind of Promethean tadpole. Its enormous face whelming up out of the darkness. A huge circular maw that opens like some kind of bottom feeder, just occasionally opening and closing, opening and closing. Gills line its side, and you see coming off of its rear isn't a tail, but an enormous mass of tentacles. A few of which curl back under it and around like pseudopods of some kind to rest just beneath its chin. Its enormous black eyes stare at you. You specifically, Sid. Trying my best to not totally shit myself. And yeah, the, the black eyes that it has are three in number and lying upon the top ridge of its head. I hold up the Construct Wizard spellbook. Cherish, are you trying to stop this? Just like clawing at his <laughs> shoulder. Like Valerie's still holding on to me super tight, so I'm like, get, get, get over here, Sid. <laughs> Cherish, are you uh, actively trying to stop this? I'm trying to get Sid to come over here to talk to me. And Sid clearly isn't doing that. Before this happens. It's a group call. Just gotta. And the creature, the abolith, will drift towards you and one of its tendrils will snake out towards your hands. And you can see that its entire tendril is about as thick around as your leg. (laughs) But as it approaches, you see the tip of it is lined with these dexterous little hooks that look like cat claws around the ring of a sucker. And it will reach forward, and those little claws around the ring of the sucker will delicately grasp towards the proffered construct spellbook. And it will say, fascinating. This one has been sealed from us for some time. Fuck. Uh, Sid doesn't say it, but what have I fucking done? Uh, And it will grasp the spellbook and take it away from you, and you see the spellbook light up. Again, it's just a a bracelet of several uh, beads, each of which with a different magical runic symbol on it. And this creature seems to have an innate knowledge of how it works and begins flicking through the illusory projected images of it with a rapid speed. And it will say, yes, yes, this will do nicely. How'd you control the long forgotten Hank Montgomery? Not with that. Okay, cool. Okay. (laughs) We didn't lose a friend here. Okay. It's fine. We're fine. We're fine. And it will look towards you, Sid, the tentacle withdrawing, the book disappearing into the writhing mass at this thing's rear, and it will say, very well. And then it will turn 
and begin swimming away, and the water bubble holding you all up will just vanish, and you continue to fall. And the creature withdraws. You feel its presence growing distant. I memorized that thing. And as you continue to fall deeper and deeper into the darkness of the abyss, having outrun the Sibriex, having bartered with the Abolith, you now fall into deeper darkness of this, the 88th layer of the infinite layers of the abyss. I think it is there that we're going to take our break. And when we return, y'all are still in the abyss. <sighs> Greetings, my friends. I am Obandep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. Here today to tell you about a very useful spell when dealing with extra planar threats. And that spell is Banishment. Banishment is a super useful spell if you can cast 4th level spells, according to Cherish Iron Strike. Most spellcasters get access to this spell, and once you're able to cast it, you can send any creature away for up to a minute. But that's not the best part. The best part is if that creature is not originally from the plane upon which you cast banishment, that creature can be banished permanently. Yes, all you need to do is concentrate on that banishment for one full minute, and that extra planar creature will be gone for good. Well, until it figures out a way to get back. Or if you lose concentration before then. Or if it's really determined to get at you and can cross planes and dimensions and time to eventually rip at you and everything you love. But besides all of those scenarios, it is going to be gone for good. And casting it at a higher level means you can target multiple creatures. Super useful. Now, of course, the rub is that the creature you're banishing takes everything they're carrying with them away to wherever they're being banished. So, if you're fighting some kind of uber devil that has some super useful magical items, you may just want to stick it out and kill the thing. Or just steal the item off of them and then banish them away. It's as easy as that. Now, of course, any creature you're trying to banish does get a saving throw to resist your attempts to hurl them into the ever-winding void. But it's a small price to pay for making sure that extraplanar creatures aren't all up in your business. Now, for you spellcasters out there who cannot cast banishment, do I have a deal for you. That is right, one scroll of banishment here and ready to go at Duskwalker Import and Export TM for the low, low price of 4,000 gold. Huh? That's a pretty good deal. You get a scroll and you can just, like, banish stuff. Heck, you could even just banish some normal dude for a minute. It's pretty funny. Eh? 4,000 gold? No? Okay, well, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had successfully closed the last remaining enormous realm scar leading to the Tempest Rest Valley, but they did so from the wrong side of the portal. Now falling through the infinite layers of the abyss, they had to contend with terrible flesh zeppelins that were chasing them and attempting to mold their very forms. They had to contend with... Aboliths seeking dread knowledge, and one of their own, Valor, the threadless tiefling and son of Zariel, has been stricken with the feeble mind spell 
left unable to communicate and only vaguely aware of the situation you find yourselves in. And you continue to fall deeper and deeper into the gaping maw, the 88th layer of the abyss. Can the people who can see yep. um, even see the the thingam- thingamabobber? The Abolith? Cibriex? Oh no. Like, no. That's long gone. so far. So yeah. we so should we like start swimming up again and try to get to the surface? How and do we just... deal with points at valor? Well we could just drag him. He's as, as a cloud? Like No, I'm I meant we could swim like with our our limbs. Right, so we swim back up. That's only if we swim straight up, right immediately into it. If we go, but the other the other problem is is that there's I don't know there's more stuff. the 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 advantage the only advantage that I saw to going up was if we could all be clouds and avoid being hurt by stuff. That's right. true, but what happens having to fight to the it? bottom? You're assuming there is one. Yeah. Um, But we will have to eventually breathe air again. Yeah. How do we know there's not air underneath the water? I don't. I don't. Can we go back up and get past the Abolith again? The Abolith isn't the concern. Well, I mean, but it I'm wondering if like it will be though. Like that was the toll like it, it only works pass. one way. Yeah. You so didn't know. we say that we were looking for rest? A place to rest, and it was just yeah. like, Yeah, fine, just go walk on past. Yeah, pretty much. Well, we'll just swim back up and be like wrong way, sorry. <laughs> I got my coat. <laughs> Left something. I mean, maybe that means that there is somewhere to rest down here. Or maybe, much like all of the other, uh, you know, things we've encountered in other planes, it's incredibly pedantic and it means like a final resting place or something like that. That seems appropriate for this nonsense nonsense plane i mean i'm all for swimming back up i mean we haven't sunk down that far since like the ablith just left yeah because that's right where we left off sure but every moment you're talking you continue to descend can we like just kind of tread water (laughs) if you want to you can start treading water and try to get everyone else to be doing the same I yeah, I don't know how to dog paddle. Well, that's fine. Not a lot of swimming in the desert. I will attempt to maneuver over to where Cherish and Valor are to help hold him up. Yeah, I was gonna be like, like, get his attention again, um, and like, start trying to kick my legs and be like. 
do that with your legs. I'll stare at you with that kind of absent-minded expression as though he's acknowledging that words are being spoken but clearly not registering what they mean. Yeah, he okay. He continues to sink. Well, I guess we drag him up. You all attempt to swim in place? Um, yeah. Can I tie the end of the rope around Valor? Yeah. I yeah. Was uh, can I, like, extract myself? Sure. Uh, so you... This becomes... Very difficult, very quickly, as Valor continues to sink, and you tie the rope around him and attempt to swim upwards, or at least in place, and it becomes very, very difficult for Tirza to do so for any length of time. Yeah, I I, I assist Tirza attempting. Right. What I'm getting at is, in combat, we're dealing with little six-second intervals, Doing this right. for minutes at a time it's, becomes it's hard. very exhausting. exhausting. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so we can't swim up then. Uh... Fuck. I will sort of, I mean, if we keep the rope tied around Valor, I will just kind of like use that and also my arms to kind of help support him as we're I assume we begin to sink again. <laughs> yes. Um, Is Valor's armor magical? You do not know. You know the shield he, he wields is his forge-bound item. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is most definitely magical, but you don't know yeah. about the rest of his armor. We could, I could use the wand of the lazy apprentice on his armor and instruct it to swim upwards, provided it's not magical. For a minute. That's true. Fucking minute. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm just throwing out ideas, guys. Just, just. Yep. We're just no. doing some brainstorming here. Um, we seem to be free-falling just quite a lot these days, and at least this one we're not in imminent danger, I suppose. Tirza, okay. if you could please roll me percentile. Mm -hmm. That is a 93. Interesting. Okay. As you say, at least we're not in any immediate danger. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <famous episode. laughs> A shimmer catches your eye in the distance, which is strange in its own right in this place. But becomes all the stranger as this shimmer becomes a ripple of color in the distance that you see. And you think it's getting larger? Coming towards you, perhaps? Um, I will, like... 
point to it because I assume that, or because everyone else can kind of see down here. Um, can I try to focus on it and make out what it is? God, we need a spyglass. You guys! Spyglass <laughs> so bad. As you stare and look out at what is coming, the others turn and you see in the distance this shimmer of color, though those with dark vision aren't really aided by th that feature, simply because it's only when it gets really close that it becomes apparent what it is. And by that time, the radiance being put off by this thing is so bright as to make it its form very obvious. Is it Carrie? <laughs> <laughs> you don't... It does not look like a reindeer, no. What it looks like is an immense serpent with rainbow-colored wings coursing through the water. Ah. Oh. Coming straight for you. And oh. it calls when it gets close in a voice that you can all hear in your minds, except for Grawl, who has to accept the charges. Um, <laughs> Ding dong. Click call for, hey, I need to be picked up right over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, but the voice says, Cloakbearer, I have been looking for you. Uh, yes. Um. And you continue to sink, and this thing just, begins to uh, keep pace with you. And it rises through the water with a sinuous motion, and occasionally when it needs to make up distance, the wings will unfurl and put, jet it forward. Um... At this point, I will attempt to stop sinking to kind of let it get close. So we're not, like, sinking away from it. Um, it seems to have no problem keeping pace with you. Oh, well, then never mind. Whatever. <laughs> uh, who, who has... Who has sent you? You asked for the aid of Shamaran the Wise, and she has sent me in her wisdom. Oh, okay, that that makes sense. <laughs> She'll just say quietly to herself. Uh, what what way may we call you, Great Serpent? Ah, names are such tricky things, are they not? You may call me Quattle for now. Uh... Excellent. Thank you for your aid. You um, are the one who thought to ask for it. Wise enough. So <laughs> I am told the message was sent by another. I... Point, point to Cherish. Yeah. Tirza will also be like, uh, and also that was Sid. That was Sid's idea. <laughs> um, and... The quaddle will look towards you, Cherish, and say, Well done, cousin. Uh, so, uh, 
uh, uh, again, thank you. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, despite not um, being of the faith that uh, I was granted the wisdom to ask for help. Faith. Ha! <laughs> there is more to good thinking than faith. It is better That's to be intelligent true. than be blindly faithful. <laughs> gonna keep my lips it. <laughs> hey now. It's none of my hey business. <laughs> um, we need to get back to the material plane, but more specifically, well, we need to get out of here, more specifically to the material plane, the valley. Um, but really out of here. Yes, a dread place you find yourselves in. Yes. Pretty bad. Uh, there is good news and there is bad news, of course, as all oh, things there come. Is. Mm-hmm. We are we are well aware. The good news is is that you do approach the bottom of this place. <sighs> Let me I... guess. The bad news is that we approach the bottom of this place. Yes. Yeah. That also makes sense. And that you find yourselves drifting towards the river Styx is even more so a problem. Oh, yeah, it sure is. Oh. Yeah. Given some more minutes, you would find yourselves quickly drifting upon those desperate shores to whom knows where. As they say... All rivers lead to Nessus. Nobody says that, but... <laughs> this is known. Coining it right now. <laughs> uh, can you... Uh, that is... Were you sent for... Um, informational guidance? Or ca- can you... I have come to grant whatever aid I can. Lead you out, perhaps, though the trek would be dire indeed. The missive we received seemed to indicate that you, Lady Cloakbearer, would be the guide out of this realm. Uh, I simply offer myself as an anchor. Right. Uh... Where does your thread go? And she will actually, like, reach out to... Again, I don't know if this works physically, but it seems to help. So she will, like, reach out and attempt to feel for that, like, frayed edge. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I use my bonus for this? Which bonus? My aura. aura yeah, bonus. absolutely. It is a saving okay. throw. Oh, no. Uh, that is an 11. Oh, wait, no, I'm so I'm so wrong. I apologize. I have much more to add to that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. More is better. I only added my aura bonus. <laughs> okay. What am I doing? Um, that is... Uh, 17. That's much better. Yes, yes it is. (laughs) You reach out with your hand as you still continue to fall, and you feel the the dark waters coursing past your gauntleted hands. 
and actually, I don't know. Does the the scales of Androgyny have gauntlets? I've always imagined it with gauntlets, but I don't know. Well, I have the gauntlet of returning, though. That's true. So I established that can like fit over armor. Yeah. So I I kind of um, I imagined that it ended at like um, not manacles. Oh my god, I'm totally blanking on what those are called. Bracers, yeah. Thank you. Uh, That my that the gauntlet kind of fit into. Okay. Or over, I mean. Uh, So that's your left hand. What about your right hand? Um, I think it's bare. Okay, cool. Asymmetry. Which hand are you reaching out with? Uh, Left hand. All right. Yeah, you feel. I mean, you still feel dark water rushing past through gauntleted hands. It's not airtight by any means. But you do feel this strange tingle as you reach toward the quattle, and it will flick out a uh, hissing tongue, and it will say, Yes, you know the way of this thing. Yes. Um, everyone else, and I will offer the, the gauntleted arm to just out, I suppose. <laughs> Like, uh, as if I'm offering to step you guys out of a little carriage or something. (laughs) Judah and Talila are already clinging pretty close to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody, uh, hold on. Somebody, we should all probably bunch together and hold Valor. In the center, (laughs) yes. Yeah. You're muted, Elliot. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, I can't pull him to me, but I guess Cherish is probably going to, like, I don't know, start going towards him, <laughs> rather. I mean, well, we're, we're, we're still tethered. Actually, we're, he's still, uh, we still he's have the tied rope. tied to the rope. Yeah. So we can just all hold, hold on to him, the rope, who knows. Just... We all bunch up. We all bunch up. Hug it out. Let's Hug see out. how many people I can take on this thing. <laughs> And the Coatl will look past at all of you and then kind of tilt its head as it looks at Valor and asks, Is that one all right? Um, His mind has been uh, broken, I suppose. Hmm. What a terrible waste. A fine mind it was. Yeah. Hoping to fix that soon. Ah, oh. I did not realize. Apologies. And it will reach out with a pinioned wingtip, and it will just touch Valor's forehead. Oh. Sure. And cast Greater Restoration, because Quaddles can Quaddles do that once per day. Best. Oh. Hell yeah. This oh, Valor, welcome back. Friend. And suddenly Valor's eyes clear, and he blinks, and looks at the giant winged snake that has just touched him, and <laughs> for... The second time in uh, today, he will go, ah, oh, oh, um, hi. He's also in the middle of, like, a strange group hug. Yes. <laughs> between all of us. Right. Um, uh, Thank you, I think. Welcome back. That was uh, terrible. Yeah. Our deepest okay? thanks, Quartal. And the Quattle will nod and say, Wisdom must not be warped and broken. These demons do not know the way of these things. 
this is known. And it will look towards you, its ophidian eyes staring you, staring into your seeming depths, Tirza, and it will say, There are many paths you might take by following my trail. Many paths that lead you away from this place. It is yours to choose. I... Back to the valley, if that's one of the paths. I am connected to that place in some small way via your people, yes. Lightning, dude. Do it. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah, dog. I got the song queued up and ready to go. I've been ready for 20 minutes, dog. It will bring you towards the nearest one of my folk among your people. Oh. Uh, Well, hopefully that should get us, I assume, back to the Jarashir war camp. To the Jarashir at the very least. All right, everyone ready? Yes. Yeah. Judah will say, I'm not entirely sure what we're doing, but yes. Just hold on. <laughs> Just, hold, Just on. hold on. Yeah. You yeah. will find out, and then I will, like, clutch on to this thread. It's best not to scream while, while she does it. Just kind of enjoy the ride. <laughs> and you all start to feel that enormous pulling sensation that you felt, at least most of you, at one point or another, as you were hauled bodily away from the abyss. The water of the gaping maw seems to fight, wanting to hold you, embrace you, keep you in this place, but it is... Nothing compared to the trackless cords which Tirza now grasps. This is unlike any other time you've done this before, Tirza. You grab a single thread most of the time, uh, a, a cord, a bond of some kind, some connective tissue that you grab onto and haul. In Blue Gulch, it was the connection of a pair of rings cursed by lovers to forever be drawn towards the shadowed realms of Barovia. In Fair Aemsir, it was the heart of a archfey bound forever to the Feywild, but powering this city in an act of given charity towards the elves. In stranger places, you have touched the essence of an archdevil and followed the bounds of a deal struck back to your home. Here, you grab a cord that leads into this being, this divine serpent. And then, like a prism, 
splits beyond this creature in a rainbow of colors that shoot across the multiverse. There are tethers that lead to an innumerable number number of places, and you get brief flashes of options, though your mind is set on home. You see a mountain lit with golden light. You see a blasted wasteland with a spire rising from its center with a ring around the peak of that spire. An empty, cold place now. You see a rolling, golden field. You see a hall that thunders with the striking of hammers on iron. (laughs) You see stranger places. Cubes floating through innumerable, continuous spinning patterns slamming into one another. A place of gears, of ticking, of restless motion continually grinding towards some great moment of release, some inevitable march. But all of those flash by in mere moments as you were pulled up, up, up. Grawl, knowing what to look for this time, you know you're being pulled up that infinite spiral staircase that you inevitably descend during your dreams. You know, the last door of this staircase leads into the archive that you visit at night. Tears of flies up beyond landings that you've never been through, past doors that you've never checked. She flies towards some place that is not at the top of the staircase because this staircase may not have a top. It only has a bottom. But she flies you through a door and that door leads you to a valley. A valley ringed by steep walls and an ever-churning storm. You hurtle down into this valley. Quick Cross-cut zooms, the valley, the southern part of the valley, Fort Verge, the war camp. And there is a hurtling crack as the eight of you are suddenly and violently thrust into the temple of the gods in triplicate in the Jarashir war camp. Benoni Rightseeker lets out a shriek and falls backwards. Staring at the eight of you that just suddenly appear. Poor kid. It's cool. It's cool. We're cool. Everything's cool. Nice cool. Oh my god. (laughs) How like hurled did we get? Like like yeah, get across the the floor on our like chins. 
the cartoons or just kind of like fall or it's almost as though the the ground rose up suddenly to meet you and then you just stopped matrix style and you're there i'm gonna even though we didn't actually land i'm still gonna do you know it's it's important for for aesthetics to do a superhero landing. Especially, especially when you're the only person doing it in a group yeah. of eight. Uh, <laughs> well, Sid, Sid, you hurt your knee. That was pretty easy landing. What happened? You feeling okay, yes. though? <laughs> is, peckish. is the Kotal, or I guess is a Kotal still with us? No, there's no sign of the creature. And like Bononi will look up at you and say, Cloakbearer, what the... And then the rest of his sentence is drowned out by sudden thunderous boom from above you. Demogorgon's still here. Probably. There is the smell of burning ozone all around you. And this electricity that makes all the hair on your body stand on end. Even you with those of you with longer hair feel it begin to float up around you as the static electricity in this place is so immense it is causing little arcs to jump off of any metal you're wearing. Maybe, maybe the jars here are boom! Boom! Your voice is drowned out by another thunderous roll. Uh, Benoni, what's going on out there? Are we evacuating? They're preparing for... Some kind of ritual I didn't... Boom! There are people hurling themselves into this building, shouting, screaming, coming from outside. There is terrible roars and chittering and howling coming from outside. And he will look at you with a look of... uh, Look at you, Tirza, with a look of panic and uh, (laughs) fear... But he will say, they're preparing to do something. I'm. I, they're going to try to get rid of the demons. Uh, where? Outside at the tower. And there's I'm another going boom. That yeah. yeah, I'm going to try to push myself through the throng of people. Same. Yep. And Judah and Valor and Talila are right there with you. Camion right alongside. Following Tears' lead. One of these days, we're going to get a nap. It's going to be great. Nope. Right. I don't Never going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to make my way to the tower. Coming outside, you have to push against a press of people, but it's not as many people as maybe should be retreating. Yeah. But there are plenty of Jarashir here who are moving towards the same destination. You see that Leanne the Learned is organizing people in concentric circles around the tower. Mm -hmm. Members of the Thunder Guard are at specific points, but other minor priests and worshippers are in other ringed positions. It seems to be some kind of ritual circle made of Jarashir that she is organizing. Can I, um, uh, I mean, am I going to interrupt her if I, I, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, I will ask her how we can help. I'll try to get close to her. And 
and she'll look over to you and uh, her eyes will suddenly grow bright with excitement. And she will say, Clockbearer, fine timing. Uh, uh, we seem to have... Well, actually, we don't seem to have that. What can we do? And there's another boom. And suddenly you see the cumulus clouds above you ripple with white lightning It just after the thunder goes off. And there's an enormous peal of electricity that goes cascading away from where the clouds are buoyed to the tower, hurtling themselves into the distance to the north. Can I, we see the sky at all? Where we're at? No, it is covered with clouds. In the distance, just underneath the cloud cover, you can see a crack, and there's still that same weird, oily, slick color to it, but it's so distant that it's just like a ridge on the horizon. The storm yeah. seems to have increased in size. Is Can we see the Demogorgon? Yes. Uh-huh. Great. Less than 300 feet away. Oh, good. Mm. Super. Love it. Moving, I'd like to take out my pearl of power and use that really quick, just in case. Moving in a straight line towards the camp, this enormous demon, two heads chattering at each other, one laughing, one yowling in pain as the lightning sears across its chest, bursting out in a series of other cascading bolts that rake at the ground around its feet, charring and destroying demons in its wake, but seemingly having little effect on the demon prince of beasts. Okay. I'm serious about that pearl of power. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. It's only level three. That's... Uh. And Leanne the Learned will look to you, Tirza, and point at you and then point up the tower. Okay. That's where we're going. I... Yep. The Fowler, should we... And... Valor will look northward and grimace. I don't know. And Judah will shout over the cacophony of running and shouting, Tirza, do you need us with you? Uh, I will look to Leanne as a, like, turn over my shoulder and give her a, and like... Leanne's already moving off. She's organizing other people. I don't... I don't know. Find where you can be most helpful. And, and I'll turn and run. I, sorry, Judah. <laughs> sorry! And... Uh, Talila will stick with Judah, and Judah will start uh, moving around and, like, when somebody falls or trips, Judah will be there to pick them up, moving very, very quickly for a minotaur of his size. Camion mm-hmm. staring around, will look at everything for a moment and then begin climbing the temple to get a better view of what's being made here. What is everybody else doing? I'm going to follow tears, though. Okay. Um, there's no like active incursions inside like these like fortifications, are there? What little actual fortifications there are, not yet. But looking okay. around, give me a perception check. Okay. Um, eighteen. 
Something you noticed your first time here in the Jarshir War Camp were the f- bonfires that were lit around the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Very similar to the same bonfires made by Jeremiah Payne when he attempted to enclose the Realm Scar. These are burning with a bright blue now, flecked with black and rainbow-tinged edges. And they flare in the distance, much larger than fires of their make should be, almost pillars of this rainbow flame. And you can see that's because demons are attempting to get into this camp, even now, driven ahead by their demon lord. And they are crashing against some barrier. It's not destroying them, but it is stopping them, at least for now. Okay. Cherish, what are you doing? Valor stands next to you, a little unsure about what to do. You can read in his expression that he's not even sure if the devils are here anymore. Yeah. Perhaps Uh, some of his uncertainty stemming from, what if they were all destroyed? Yeah. It would take us, like, a while to get there anyway. So I think that we should find ways to be useful here. And he will nod. I can't really do anything. And he will look to you for one of the first times. I mean, you've seen him scowl before when he's been deep in thought, but this is the first time he actively like stops the little quirk of a smile he gets because of his extra long canine on the right side mouth turning into a frown but he will look to you and then the smile will be back and he will pull off the scabbard on his belt and hurl you the long sword that he carries with this and he'll say just make sure nothing's stabbing me in the back all right Pulling his shield off of his back, he will then extend his right hand, and coalescing out of flames is a long spear that is now alight with fire as well. I'll... I'll belt the... Is it on a belt? Uh, It is on a belt, yes. Okay, I'll just... I'll belt it and then draw it. Okay. Mm -hmm. He will uh, give you a grin as you (laughs) belt it on. And uh, he will say, The command word is fear. Oh, thank God. (laughs) 
and he begins moving towards the closest border between where the Jarshir are assembling and where the demons are. And you can see other members of the Jarshir assembling there as well. These ones more heavily armored. They look to be people that really are closely... Their closest description you can get to them is what Netta looked like all the time. <laughs> These Bad are ass. the Thunder Guard. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Tirza. Mm-hmm. And Sid. Right on our heels. You move towards the tower that was constructed in this place. Tirza, you would know that this is a storm tower. There is a building like this in every Jarashir Bari. It is used to as a, a lookout tower, uh, an announcement post, as a way to watch the weather. They use them as posts for looking at the stars at night. There's a, a myriad of purposes to these things. This one seems to have been constructed almost out of whole cloth. There are no seams to this building. It is just a... Con- you'd probably know. It's a magical construct of some kind. It can be conjured mm-hmm. like this. And once you're inside, there is a long spiral staircase leading up. A spiral staircase that the motifs of which a certain hobgoblin might recognize should he enter this place. Mm-hmm. But you know that it is a hard 200 feet straight up. I will attempt to ascend as quick as possible. This you are practiced in. Netta would never say that she was cruel in her training of Tears a Cloak Bearer. <laughs> but you learn to hate these stairs at a young age. Uh-huh. <laughs> Running up them <laughs> is no great trial now, though, as you run. You find the familiar space between the steps, a rhythm that you've known for years now. Coming up to the top you find many of the other auger bearers. Sedna the Scaled looks to you as though she was waiting for you to come up the stairs and just nods as though, yep, that was the last one we were waiting for. Mm-hmm. I will return it. Like, uh, in the same way. Just a, yep, and now I'm here. Those of... Ozzy Dahaka are not here. But you do see Pallavi Stormstaff, Varsha Ironheart, Rahana Browblest, Agni Brandbearer, and Sedna the Scaled. They are assembled there and they look to you And as you appear, there are expressions of relief, of expectant but thankful triumph. There are looks of 
shock and awe as some glance between Sedna the Scaled and you as though this was apparently something she predicted that some had little faith in actually occurring. That's fair. <laughs> but Agni Brandbearer will step towards you and place a hand on your shoulder and say, Well met, Cloakbearer. Well met, Brandbearer. And how can... How can we help? He will turn towards the distant demon. And from this vantage point, Sid, you can see mm. that about 150 feet away from your position is that strange line of bonfires keeping the demons at bay. They're pressing up against some invisible barrier. But even as you watch... Demogorgon approaches, this monstrous fiend, towering over the other demons. Even the scant few Baylors you see amongst this horde that is flowing towards the Jarshir war camp, Demogorgon dwarfs them. Um, they appear like I... cruel mockeries of the immense demon that charges forward to you, and you are gripped with an absurd amount of fear. Just about to say that fear effect still uh, is taking effect. Um, I guess I say trying to shake the fear. Um, the cloak bearer is here. Uh, what can I do? And Agni will look past Tirza for the first time and, and see you and say I am not sure <laughs> um, your support would be perhaps just stay on the stairs sure uh, yeah uh, I guess I I can't head toward this de demogorgon. Is it so? Is it a circle around this barrier? Is a circle around this camp? Yes. Though the tower is not at the center of that circle, it is more towards the uh, northwestern edge. It is definitely a defiant pinnacle that was staring out at the infernal bulwarks before today. Though are there? It, Go ahead. In the distance, you can see that those bulwarks are not there anymore. Are there demons coming from directions other than the direction that the demogorgon is coming from? Or are they all that? That Give me specific? a perception check. Perception. Uh, twenty-five. You have one of the best vantage points in this area, and you can see that. Where there is swamp and mire, there is demons. To the west, to the northwest, to the south, to the southeast, they boil up from the swamp like insects, crowding at the barrier and seemingly without end. Okay. Uh, then I am going to head 
back down uh, and go to a uh, part of the barrier that's in the opposite direction of the Demogorgon. Uh, I can still fight I, as long as I'm nowhere near that fucking thing. Um, <laughs> but before I go, I look to Tirza and I say, you have saved me twice today. Make it a third time. And then I head, I head downstairs. No pressure, bud. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> did we not learn the lesson that Tirza doesn't respond well to pressure? <laughs> no, she does. <laughs> While Tirza and Sid climb and Sid begins to descend, Cherish, you follow Valor towards that northwestern rim where the Thunder Guard are beginning to form up to slam a superior healing potion. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Brawl, <laughs> you see your friends breaking off in different directions. What are you up to? I, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to go like bolster the the um the bonfires, but I don't know how I would even do that. So I don't think throwing a log on there is going to be like, yeah, that bought us 10 minutes, y'all. We're good. We just keep doing this. We're Gucci. Gucci. Uh, yeah, I'd like to, um, I guess, line up with like the Thunder Guard, too, and at least ask one of them if there's anything that can be done about the, the bonfires. And they will look towards you, and you see this tremendous uh, Earth Genasi will stare down you with a pearlescent green eye, kind of look you up and down once, and kind of nod approvingly at the great sword on your back. Oh, if only you knew. <laughs> That's awesome. And say, the fires are doing their work. When they burn right. low, though, we must fight. All right, can we keep them going for, no, longer than we need? When they die, they die. All right. And when they do, we will strike like lightning. I can get down with that. So, so can I? Do, do I get to be part of the Thunder Guard for like <laughs> five minutes? From nearby, Valor will say, "Don't push it, Crawl." I'm not pushing. I'm just asking a question, trying to lighten the mood. You know. How about this? I'll make you a sergeant in the Infernal Legions. How does that sound? I'll take it. All right, Sergeant Crawl. I'm assuming uh. the Thunder Guard around <laughs> the two of two of you are like. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so he offered me sergeant in the Infernal Legion. What do you have to offer? And they're just kind of going to stare at you. Take a hard I'm step kidding. to the right to like get some distance. Good call. You smell that bad. <laughs> we were just, just swimming in an abyssal yeah. ocean. Cherish leans. Am I muted? Nope. No. no. Nope. Cherish leans over to Valor and says, He can't be a higher rank than me. That's all I'm I heard that. Say. Our, Sergeant did I hear is, I'm a higher rank? Sergeant is a non-commissioned officer. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> non 
<laughs> I just I just mean if the Thunder Guard offer him anything. He can't go above captain. <laughs> I don't think the Thunder Guard have ranks like that, but alright. I wish I was here for this. <laughs> Camion will quickly approach the three of you. And their skin is this bright, glimmering gold of summer. And they've got this wicked smile on their face as they loose the battle axe on their belt, but pull out the long bow and knock a couple of arrows between a few fingers and say, they're leading the dumb beast into a trap. Great. Awesome. I think we're about to see something very cool. Would you say shocking? I don't know. But it's definitely going to be loud, and it's definitely going to be bright. Camming, you're allowed to make jokes. It's okay. (laughs) Oh, no. Is it both Tirza and Camion who don't understand puns? (laughs) No, uh... Tirza is fantastic at puns. Do you not remember the... (laughs) That's right. I almost got us killed by a vampire because I'm so good at puns. (laughs) Tirza, from the top of the storm tower, you and the other auger bearers look out at the demons as they pour at the defenses of the Jarashir war camp. Demogorgon striding across the plains. He is closing the distance quickly. And Agni Brandbearer will say, We're going to attempt a grand banishment. <sighs> and Tirza, give me a religion roll with advantage. Mm-hmm. is oh god oh tears come on that's a 12 there is a children's story that ends with a grand banishment it's something you do when you need to get rid of a king of devils a lo- an elemental lord or some archfey that has gotten a little uppity. <laughs> Presumably, it sends whatever is banished directly to Ozzy Dahaka. Uh. Yeah, into the outer storm, or so it is said. to face the Tempest Bringer's wrath. You did not know it was a real thing. It yeah, sounded that's... like a, a delightful thing to tell children. But Agni right. is saying it as though 
That's what's happening. Uh, and I think she'll process that and be like, nope, no time to process that. Uh, what what needs to be done? What can I... How do we do this? And Sedna will say in her small, wizened voice, this has never been done with this many auger bearers. There have never been this many auger bearers in one place at one time. We will sing the old songs, and Leanne will direct the power to us, and in turn we will guide it towards our enemies and cleanse them from this place. And even as she says that beneath you, you can hear a hymn begun to sing out among the Jarashir. And glancing down, you see that nine concentric rings of Jarashir have been assembled around the base of the tower. Some of the rings link arms, others touch themselves to each other, linking certain circles at certain places. It is clearly an organized human body of a spell circle. Not all that dissimilar to what you draw around Sid when conducting the ritual to close a realm scar. Mm-hmm. And you hear the pounding footsteps of somebody else charging up the stairs beneath you, and before too long, Leanne the Learned may be puffing a little bit. <laughs> grasping at a stitch in her side, comes out up onto the top. And she says, Perhaps we should go grab Benoni. And Varsha will say, No, that is not an option. <laughs> and Sedna will say, This will be enough. And Agni will say, this will be enough. Uh, Tirza will not speak. She'll just give another nod. Uh, that same certainty. And you hear a chant rise up from below. The people of the Jarashir linked into the circle beginning to sing. It's a low drone at first, and then it swells into a choir. People singing in a language that some might know as celestial. Most of those who sing below do not know the meaning of the words they sing. They simply know it as writ. From all around the camp, animals made of 
shining rainbow starlight will raise their noses to the sky. Out there among them, a reindeer looks up towards the tower. You see the forms of starlit horses and ponies and mules and axe beaks and war drakes, other reindeer. <laughs> Close by to where Valor and Cherish and Grawl and Camion are standing, members of the Thunder Guard will let out low whistles, and you see the celestial mounts approaching them from behind as well. A couple members of the Thunder Guard mounting up. At least one very angry-looking halfling with a long pole arm getting up on an axe beak. <laughs> Other members of the Thunder Guard staying low and on the ground, but assuming stances that are a combination of uh, a fencer's starting stance and a sprinter's starting stance, as though getting ready to spring forward. Weapons held on a high guard. There's a tension in the air that those of you near the barrier can feel as some kind of pressure begins to build as Demogorgon is now less than a hundred feet away. It's tentacular arms sweeping backwards in a preparation. It's heads chattering at each other at the world, at the demons below. And tears are you feel that swelling of pressure, that build of energy, that harmonious song from your people below. And I think uh, as like it's probably like a simultaneous um thing i guess where the the a swell of song like reaches the top of the tower um and tirza will start to sing as well and the other auger bearers join she doesn't oh like i we've established with um when we sang with the dwarves uh that tirza doesn't have like a good voice it's not like a professional voice um but she sings low and she doesn't waver and she has like a a, a strong voice uh, a church choir voice mm -hmm. it's just full of enthusiasm the other auger bearers begin as well the deep bass of Agni Brandbearer, the light falsetto of Sedna. Leanne has a shockingly uh, superb um, what would she be? She would be a soprano, most definitely. Um, Varsha has a real rocky alto. It's a little all over the place. Mm-hmm. Pallavi kind of shatners her way through it. Uh it's I don't know if I'd call it singing per se, but she gots all the she gets all the words right at the very least. 
It's about the feeling. It really is. Uh, Rahana Browblest has just this uh, airy, like crystalline bell sound of a a voice. This uh, chime almost that almost reverberates within itself. You hear multiple chords within her voice. You think it's an air genasi thing? Mm. And those songs blend together and rise, and everyone in the camp, in some fashion or another, is humming along, singing along. Those of you with the Thunder Guard can hear many of them singing beneath their breath. Sid, as you make your way to the southern edges of the camp you see that you are more in the company of celestial beasts than you are people. And it's not long before a reindeer comes up and just nuzzles the side of your arm a little bit. There she is. Is it Carrie? It is absolutely Carrie. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, I just, I just saw Tirza. And Carrie will look up at the top of the tower and back down at you. She's like, yeah, we're mentally linked. I know. Uh, I'm not at the border yet, correct? No. How far do I have to go? Uh, A good charge range, so about 80 feet. And you can see demons beginning to pile up at the barrier. Uh, I ask Carrie, can you give me a lift? And she will kneel ever so slightly. Ah. Uh, I I leap on. I say thank you. And Tirza, is there any kind of saddle or anything on Carrie? I don't ride her with a saddle. Then no, there isn't. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and Tirza, you would immediately know that Sid is riding Carrie. Oh, yeah, and it's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. It's very cool. The demons pressing up against the barrier suddenly pull back, as though recoiling from some pain that wasn't there before. And Demogorgon will rush forward, stomping over demons, crushing them in his wake uncaring about the hordes that follow him. He will smash into the barrier and is slowed, but then the fires begin to gutter quickly. The kerosene of holy power that ignites them, fading quickly as it is used up against the power, the might, the madness of Demogorgon. About that time, huh? Those of you standing with the Thunder Guard see them grit their teeth, and at least a few of them begin to fall and back away as their eyes fell on Demogorgon, and they recoiled and found only madness. The animals at the breach to the south begin to rear and back up, and some of them beginning to paw the ground, ready to charge. 
those within the ritual circle sing and cry, and familiar names are sung out amongst, amidst unfamiliar words. Shamaran, Andrenjini, Azidahaka. And it is with those last words, that last name, that the fires go out, and the demons pour in, and the trap that the Jarashir have laid for this creature, this Demogorgon, is sprung. Tirza, mm -hmm. if you could please give me a charisma saving throw. Sorry, I just want to be absolutely sure. Because I still do have disadvantage on this. You do. Because as you see Demogorgon flashing through the barrier, and as the song ends with the name of Ozzy Dahaka, you see the Tempest Bringer reflected in the Great Demon as it strides forward. And I got a 13. What comes next is known to your companions. But Tears a Cloak Bearer is rendered unconscious. What comes next may in fact be the salvation of the valley, at least for now, as Demogorgon is banished as one of the Great secrets of the Jarashir is used in this place at this time to throw a demon prince out of the Tempest Rest Valley, hurled back, screaming into the abyss. The demons which follow Demogorgon, some pulled back in the wake of their great master, some fleeing, screaming back towards dark, now unfamiliar waters of the mire that still surrounds Amberfell. But Tirza Cloakbearer is not there for these moments. Tirza, you find yourself on the streets of a city. There are people of every description, and many descriptions that Tears of Cloakbearer might not call people. Mm -hmm. There are individuals that you would describe as creatures, demons, devils, angels, celestial beings of burning wheels and fire that simply drift down some of these streets as though it is the most usual thing in the world. 
humanoids with strange symbols that circle their heads like halos. Draconic entities with strange long arms and tentacular hair. Goblins, kobolds, orcs, humans, elves, dwarves, halflings, gnomes. If there is a species that can be named, it has a place here. But most of all, you see tieflings. Tieflings of every shape and description. Tieflings with horns, tieflings with fangs, tieflings with tails, tieflings with cloven hooves, tieflings with wings, some with more bestial faces, some with fair humanoid features. They pepper this place like an herb used to excess, to spice the flavor of this place. This city, this endless rounding city that consumes the horizon and the sky. And a voice from nearby says, Sean, are you coming? I will turn and look. And you see a figure with crimson skin with chains draped across their shoulders that end in linked manacles that almost act as bracers on their (laughs) forearms. And they will look at you expectantly. Um, I will uh, gesture to my chest in a me? And they will look at you with an expression that is just like, is there another Shan Sadagar anywhere here? <laughs> uh, look down at the hand that I've brought up to my chest. And it is decidedly male, decidedly mm-hmm. old, and somewhat scaly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh... Uh, I'll kind of shake myself and uh, follow. And the figure ahead of you will lead you through a door and into a, a low room that is lined with curtains along the walls. They will say... Whatever this is, it better be good. I was having the best time in the city of Brass the other day. You would not believe what those genie lords have. Uh, yes? Oh. Ah, of course, you would know. (laughs) You've spent time in the the Sultan's libraries. Of, uh, of course. (laughs) Well, leastways, I'm sure it's important or else they wouldn't be calling us all in, I'm sure. Right. Must... Things must be dire. Are you all right, Shan? Uh, You seem 
and they will stop and, like, glance at you. And you can see now that this figure has a forked tongue that comes out of their mouth at certain intervals as they speak. (laughs) And their crimson skin is offset by black eyes. Pure black. This is a tiefling of some kind. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, I feel um well you know must be age getting to me <laughs> and I'll laugh Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> I suppose you weren't as lucky as some of us I guess Uh, I still feel like Tirza, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. (laughs) If I had received the blessing trapped in an old body, I don't know what I'd do. The, The blessing? And the figure will squint and look at you. Yes... Shen, are you alright? Did the transition... I know it can be a little disorienting sometimes, but are you alright? I don't... think so. um, Where are we? We're in the lower warrens of Sigil... We're going to the Faded Mug. You know this, right? No, no. Sigil is empty. What? No. Sigil couldn't be more... What? And a voice from deeper within this chamber will say... Perhaps Shan has seen some of the truth yet to come. And coming out of the shadows, you see this enormous, maybe human, maybe a Goliath, maybe some svelter version of a half-ogre. You're unsure, but this is an enormous specimen of whatever he is. He strides forward and you see the tattoos that come down across his bald pate. A three-headed dragon of some kind that crawls down and the wings come across his cheeks and underneath his eyes and the tattoos spiral downward, presumably continuing beyond the collar of his shirt. Uh-huh. And he will say, Come, you two, you're the last to arrive. Uh, I will follow him in and uh, sort of... Sh- not not 
brush us or not dismiss, but sort of brush aside um, the concerns of my manacled friend in a sort of like, ah, oh, no, I'm fine kind of way. And you are led through uh, a low-hanging tapestry that's brushed aside by the tattooed giant. He will push into a seemingly empty room, but for a door that stands by itself in the center of the room. The door stands open and seemingly leads into the common room of an inn. Uh, I'll go through. You are led by these two figures who come in, and you see a, a raucous inn filled with strange individuals. There is a uh, betentacled mind flayer sitting at the bar. A, a coven of witches <laughs> cackles over in the corner, and off to one side is an enormous monstrosity, part owl, part bear, seemingly uh, given a bale of hay to sleep upon. Yes. Half owl, half bear, all scritches. <laughs> Behind the bar, a woman of uh, a frail nature uh, is pouring drinks. Another individual who apparently recognizes your group that comes in uh, this, another figure who is humanoid in basic appearance, but the differences become very obvious very quickly as you see the scales that uh, ring the neck of this creature, the ophidian snake-like eyes that flare as they see you in acknowledgement. This Yuan-Ti woman... Uh, her left arm is straight up a snake. Um, nice. Will look to you and nod, and the snake arm will nod as well. <laughs> I will. I'll give an awkward little wave. <laughs> Her right hand is grabbing a drink, and the tattooed man will turn towards the bartender and slide some platinum across the bar and say, Thank you for the use of the private room, Riza. And she will say, Anytime, anytime. The tattooed man will look back towards you and say, You've seen it then. The empty city to come. Uh, not exactly. But I know... I know where Sigil ends. And the giant will nod sourly. And the manacled 
figure that you've been following will say, What does he mean, Dorn? And the giant, Dorn, apparently, will look to the manacled creature and the other Yuan-T and say, This needs to be said in front of the entire conclave. Come. And this group of four now is led into a back room. There is a long table, a hearth with a fire, and you see eight more figures gathered here. Hmm. Do I... Um... Well, never mind. I assume they're recognizable in the way that this manacled figure is recognizable. Some more than others. You see a another snake person. This one, a UNT of further transformation, it seems, with a writhing bits of tentacles for arms and a large cobra-like head, but humanoid body otherwise. Their torso has a strange rib quality that reminds you of a breastplate. Mm -hmm. You see an ancient-looking Janasi? But if they're a Janasi, they're not a kind you've ever seen before. They crackle with lightning just beneath their skin, and they hold a blackened staff made of charred wood. Oh. Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> you see a gnome with a type of... Oh, what's the phrase? Um, not smock. It's what you wear over armor. Uh, tabard. Mm. Uh, that seems to have three crystalline-looking creatures emblazed across it. And he's wearing, like, a Newsies cap atop his head. <laughs> and he seems to have, like, a large bundle of scrolls and quills and inks and parchment on him. There's the crimson-skinned creature with the, the manacles, the bracers, the chains. There's the tattooed individual, the giant there is a unassuming-looking half-elf that will turn and look towards you, but you can see the strangeness in their eyes. Bright, bronze eyes that remind you, if not in coloration, then definitely in just how they appear of Darren Dunn. you see a thin-faced woman that you immediately recognize as Shamaran the Wise. She is writing in a book, seemingly not paying attention to what's happening here. You see a human man with a circlet who is 
moving three rocks in the air with seemingly no need to touch them, but just juggling them with his mind. There's the other Yuan-T with the snake arm. There is a tiny kobold that is constantly lighting a candle that they're holding in their palm and then licking their finger and snuffing it out. <laughs> oh my god, I love the conclave so much. <laughs> and there is a woman dressed in furs with a large dog that sits nearby. She has dark, sun-wrecked skin, but darting, hunting eyes. And she is scritching the dog's ears. This hunting hound, almost wolf, that sits near her leg. Um... I will uh, enter this room, and I'm assuming there's seats for all of us. I will take one. Okay. You find a seat very near to Shammer and the Wise. She flicks a glance up at you, still writing down in her book as you come in, and she will look at you and nod briefly and then continue writing. Um... I try to like catch her glance to in a in a sort of like can you can you tell that I'm in here sort of way but as she looks down I will turn my attention to the rest of the the meeting and um say well if we're all called there must be something important to be getting to And the tattooed figure will look to you and nod, and the rest of the conclave will sort of straighten up a little bit. The woman with the hound will pat it on the head, and it will kind of lay down, let it lay, as it does. <laughs> the kobold will make the candle disappear somewhere within their weird, gadgety, uh, Backpack that seems to be stuffed with weird little odds and ends used to construct any number of strange device. Why the candle, the most basic of tools, seem to hold their attention, you don't know. The other UNT rest near you and nod in appreciation to your forthrightness. The tattooed one will say... I have received the call from one of the one of the shard mind. Something disturbs them. And it is no mere shard slayer this time. Something comes, some ripple, which they sense through their connection to the gate. Some great 
calamity comes. They would know if we have heard of it. The conclave of the Shard Blessed has long been their eyes and ears within the multiverse. And the members of this conclave will glance around at each other and some of them will give negative, like, mumbled responses. And the giant will say, Nothing? We see and travel to every corner of the multiverse, see planes unimaginable, and we have heard nothing? No. I will speak up. And the chained one will say, But, Sean, you were just saying. Sigil empty? When did you see this? As I said, it... <sighs> I don't know that you would believe me if I told you. And there is a rough laughter in the room from... Quite a few of these people. <laughs> and the woman with the dog will say, We would believe just about anything at this point, Sean. Come on. The Janasi with the staff will say, Belief is for the weak. We know what we see. Give us truth and let us judge. In... Mm. Oh god, how do I even how do I even explain this? Um <laughs> uh in Yes, in a far distant future I well, didn't so much see as heard tell that Sigil was emptied. And not myself, per se, but... Well, yes, myself, but me, me, not Sadagar, me. And there's some looks of confusion, and the kobold will say... Ah, curious! Temporal anomalies! Perhaps. Or... Mm. I mean... Uh... Uh... uh Chan's... Uh... Intelligence of 15 is warring with Tears' intelligence of 8. <laughs> um... I am, uh, well, uh, there's no point in lying or trying to talk around the truth. I am not Shan Sadagar, but rather his 
disciple heir, I guess. I don't... It's hard to explain. Uh, my name is Tirza Cloakbearer, and also I'm pretty sure I'm dreaming this, so I guess explaining things doesn't need to necessarily make sense, but... Uh, yes. In some future, Sigil will be empty. And you all... Well, we don't exist in this future. Not as we are now. And Shamaran will close her book and look at you and say, As we are now? Yes, as... As beings, that is. As... people. And the giant will say, What do you mean? Um, first, a question. Uh, maybe some sort of bridge between our understandings. Do you know... Do the Jarashir exist in any capacity yet? And there is a little bit of rough laughter, and then the snake woman who came in with you will say, If you're trying to use honorifics, you need not have such formalities amongst the Conclave. Some mortals know us as this, I suppose. Right, so... Lords. Where I am from, the Jarashir are... Well, uh... Worshippers? Um... And we are all... Um... Objects. Not inanimate so much, but items of a sort. And the kobold will kind of climb up onto the table and come over to you and is staring at you, kind of like picking at some scales that are flaking on his chin and saying, Time displaced anomaly and some sort of objectification of our essence. Curious, curious. This is just like trying not to laugh at this point. The I half elf love with the, the idea copper of eyes. Agni and him being paired up. <laughs> the half elf with the copper eyes will stare towards you and just say, He's not lying. The giant will say, and this cataclysm that the shard mines see, 
it comes to pass? Yes. But we find a way to endure. At least yes. in some means. Yes. And Shamaran is staring straight at you with a look of almost fervor in her eyes, as though some piece of knowledge has been given to her that has sparked some confidence that wasn't there before. And she will say, But how can we trust you? You may not lie. That does not mean you wish to not deceive. To bend us towards some unknown purpose that we of the Conclave might stray from the path that was set before us by the Shardmind. Believe me, if magic going mad was something I could prevent, I would I would do so, but in my time it's already happened. It is a foregone conclusion. I do not seek to guide you down any... <laughs> I would not seek to guide you anywhere, but certainly not down a path to your own... I don't know. You are not destroyed, but... I wish you no harm, that is. The other members of this conclave will exchange looks with each other, stare down at you. And then the giant will simply nod and say, But the conclave endures. Yes. <sighs> and he sighs with relief. And says, And so the gate remains closed. Yes. Um, yes. That is something then. Currently, where I am, the gate remains closed. That is good. I will kind of eye the... A certain four members of the Conclave. Just... I won't say anything, but... Why I am here and... Why I am brought to this moment, I do not know, but maybe I can offer you comfort in that way. Also, again, not to set you down any one path, but do you know of a Zenerva? They will all kind of exchange looks with each other as though trying to look into each other's 
histories to see if there's any recognition, any spark of notice from anybody in the room. There's a general shaking of heads. And the gnome with all of the, the scrolls and the heraldry will say, Does this Zenerva go by any other name? I know her as the old mage. And the strange Janasi with the staff will say, I've been called such on some worlds. I don't think it's you. Hmm. Uh. Yes, uh, unfortunately, in my time, any most information about before this cataclysm is erased. I have one person with access to knowledge, but even his is spotty. <laughs> and they're all kind of exchanging looks as though this is a combination of interesting and slightly disappointing. Yeah, well, you're telling me, you guys. <laughs> and Shamron will say, Without more information, we cannot help you. Though perhaps it would be wise for none of us to speak, and for you to speak no further, for you bring ideas, thoughts, notions from a time that is not ours. I can leave, if that would be better. If you have things to discuss, though, unfortunately, I've probably already turned minds a certain way. For that, I apologize. And she will look at you again with that fervor, with that determination in her eyes now and she will say yes perhaps the kobold who's still kind of standing on the table staring at you will say this one displaced in time and space though in mind not in body i have seen it's like before yes yes terrible those ones ah uh, and he'll snap his fingers and point towards the giant. I told you, did I not, of those creatures I encountered, yes, in the archive? <laughs> Perhaps this um, is one of them. Uh, bad laugh is totally in character, but it doesn't come out like that. I'm sure it's much more raspier. <clears throat> you have access to the archive. That's... Uh, my friend, the one I spoke of, that's how he knows of anything. Uh, those Access? No, no. I know of its existence. Those with access, oh. those are the Yith. 
No, no, no. He's not. That's. I don't think he's one of those. There are I, no creatures that access the archive that are not the Yith. I. That's not true, though. Yes, it is. It is a universal truth. They would not allow any such other creature within their domains. Well, in my time, we break a lot of universal truths. Also, lots of laws of reality. It's a whole thing. I'm not a Yith. I'll look to the quote-unquote half-elf and say, am I lying? I, I don't even necessarily know what that is. I am only putting that together with some vague context clues. And the half-elf that may very well be a dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I said quote-unquote. <laughs> stares at you with those strange eyes and says, Human, I think. Which is strange, given that Sadagar himself is very much not. Oh, yes, none of you end up with... Um, none of you match, I suppose. Or are paired up with people of your own race. Maybe <laughs> historically. And there is not much of a reaction to that. But Yeah, that's probably very confusing without context. That's fine. <laughs> The man with the circlet will step towards you and will say, Would it be too much of an imposition if I read your mind, strange one? Oh, um, no, I go ahead. Indeed. And he will lift a couple of fingers to a temple and point a hand towards you, Charles Xavier style. Mm-hmm. And say, this may feel a little strange. And concentric circles will begin radiating out from his head. <laughs> My god. And you feel a presence in your mind. Several presences. The first is a figure that radiates from the circleted man in front of you. He flicks through memories like one might flick through a picture book. It feels invasive. Odd. Not wrong, but definitely like somebody's looking in through your window, though you've just opened the blinds. The second presence is older, more intelligent, and lets out a Rough and startled harumph as the first presence invades. Mm -hmm. Sadagar, roused from some deep slumber, comes back to the fore, just as a memory of an old woman, an elf, slumped in a chair in a tower, rests still clear in your mind's eye. The figure with the circlet resting on that image will pause for a long moment 
and then just breathe a word before Sadagar, his psychic presence roughly getting up and reasserting control as you are shunted away from this place, from this time, that figure says a word that sends a flurry of motion and action into this room as unexpected chaos descends as you depart, and he says, Arkantol. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot that name. <laughs> Tirza. Mm-hmm. When you wake up, you find your friends nearby. Sid, Grawl, Cherish. The last 20 minutes were a riot of confusion and magic. What you saw was a grand rip in reality, being torn open above the Demogorgon. The clouds of the storm itself became transparent, glass-like above you. They did not reflect and show you that weird oily sky. They did not show you some other clearer springtime sky that you might expect, given that it was only about seven or eight in the evening. Per your pocket watches, anyway. Whose pocket watch? I, I certainly don't have one of those. That's true. <laughs> and you never will. Come on, Mike, give me one. There's there's a uh, unattuned one in my whatever sort of pocket I have. Yeah, you could have taken it while Tears was unconscious. Mm-hmm. What the glassy Please clouds don't. showed you was a twilight of night. Stars spreading out in strange constellations that you don't recognize. A vast number of moons circling through the sky. Some at a rapid, terrifying pace. Through that endless night, demons were hurled up into the sky. Demogorgon himself attempted, with tentacular strength, to grip the tower, but was torn ever upwards. The stone of that tower shattering under his assault, even as he was lifted. But some great beacon of light arose from that place, and seemed to shield the top of the tower from the worst of the demon prince's ravages. As it was hurled into the sky, its power broken by the grand banishment, the demons around you that weren't also drawn up and dragged back out into some unknown distant place, broke and fled, terrified by the might of this magic, by the singing of Jarshir war songs, by the flash of thunderous weapons, and the blinding light of lances of lightning coursing from the Thunderguard. You gave good accounts of yourselves in the route that followed. Though some of you probably lingered behind already 
spent from your day's activities. Cherish, the long sword gripped in your hand felt a little too heavy to be charging forward with those galloping thunder guard. Even Valor, ready perhaps to do battle in a desperate struggle, did not go seeking demons to kill this day. A very tired blood war. <laughs> now let's go. Let's go. Grawl, blood perhaps war. a little excited, went charging off to rout the demons. Hell yeah. Gotta get that captain spot, dog. <laughs> All about upward mobility, okay? <laughs> I don't think it's a pyramid scheme. Sid, you began the charge with the other celestial mounts out into the demon hordes, but after a quick burst through the first lines, something drew Carrie back, and you were the first to find her unconscious being carried down from the tower by Agni Brandbearer. The rest of you returned in time. Judah, perhaps coming at a close second with Talila at his heels. Or perhaps it was Talila pushing Judah forward. Sixth sense about these things. <laughs> but eventually you all find your way back to the Temple of the Gods in Triplicate. As Tirza comes round, you've all managed to take a short rest. Not that you have any uh, <laughs> hit dice to necessarily spend. Thanks, Some it's, of you uh... might, actually. I don't. Um, you have one. I have, I have one. one. Yeah, and I'm unlike a desperate gone. ritual, this won't necessarily knock you unconscious. Yeah. Hey, short, sure, short, sure, short sure rest. Give me those spell slots back. I was gonna say, girl has his spell slots back. Right. Yeah, bro. <laughs> let's do it. I'm ready to fight again. Let's go. <laughs> but Tirza, you find yourself awakening in the midst of friends. I think, is Sadagar still cold around my shoulders? Not cold, but inactive. Sorry, that's what I meant. Um, he napping. Yeah, he napping. It's fine. I wasn't sure if a short rest did anything. No. Read those. Um, I think she... I think she maybe wakes up laughing a little bit, just like confused and um I don't know, whoever's closest gets hugged. <laughs> uh You hug Talila. I... Yeah, that's that's fair. That's okay. That's awesome. I love Talila. <laughs> Um, I maybe just, well, maybe it was dreaming, but I maybe just helped create the forge bound. <laughs> I don't know. Is everything some done? Sort of paradox. <laughs> Does somebody know greater, less, uh, greater, Restoration, because yeah. I think no, no, no. It's, it's, a... it's not feeble mind, but <laughs> it could be something similar. <laughs> is, 
is the is it gone? Yes. <sighs> you did it. That's For the third time today. Well, you told me to. So can't disappoint. It's good, because I will I would guilt you forever. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I uh hate to get killed forever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you won't be dead forever. I'll I could bring you back as a ghost. So I only mean. if you're the one who kills her though, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. It just says it just says the, I don't the text I'm reading that I've got written on my hand here <laughs> says I can just get any humanoid. Weird. Crawl, please don't bring me back as a horrible blood specter. But like, what if I like really, really need to? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. As is. Yeah, it's not so often the case. We haven't had to confront her about withholding information in a while, but um, I maybe need to talk to the old mage sometime soon. Again. I mean, we should probably all chat with her. Yeah. At some point. Mm, maybe soon. give her a couple days. Camion, yeah. can you explain again what Arkantol means? Uh, right, right, right now, I... I mean, no, I... I could, I can, there's not... Okay. For the first time in a long time, there's... I mean, we did it. Yeah, maybe a nap first, and then... Mm. Come out of fresh in the morning. I mean, I'm all ears right now, I... I... I mean, there's not much to explain, I suppose. Arkantol, it's an old elvish word. Technically, it roughly translates as creator, but it's got a lot more meaning behind it these days. They use other words for that now. It, it refers to those who try to To try to make something that you're not supposed to make. Life, generally, is what it refers to. Sometimes a place or hmm. a thing. I got the name. For, for for trying to make myself normal. I didn't want the seasons. I just wanted Can to you? be a normal elf. So when you try to make something that that breaks the normal order of things, that is why you are an Arkantol. Huh. 
It's the last house of Fair Ames here because that's what they call those who chose to stray from Corellan's path originally. They made Mm. themselves mortal. That was the first sin of elf kind. But they were also the makers of our civilization. Without them, we wouldn't exist. It's a strange title. Hmm. But it is one that some of us have earned rightly and some are given out of respect or fear. Maybe a little bit of both. Many Eladrin, and they'll stare down at their hand, and it will ripple from white to brown to green to gold, and then steady itself back into winter white. They can't do what I do. But that's because I tried to make it stop, and now it won't. I don't know what Zenerva did to earn the name. If that's what you're after. I could probably wager a guess. Well, I don't know, actually. seems like she was Arkantol before this. Before, you know, she kind of makes some sort of gesture that encompasses the valley. Like I said, it's an old word. Anyway, I, I think we should rest... And I can, again, I I don't know how much meaning this will have to anyone, but uh, we should talk about where I went. Okay. You have nothing but time now, at least for the time being. Mm -hmm. Over the better part of the evening, you hear Tears' story. You all manage to get a long rest, if that's what you choose to do, staying here in the protection of the Jarashir, and you all hit level 11. Hooray! <laughs> Three Eldritch Blasts. <laughs> this Ultimate is my final form. Power. Unlimited power. <laughs> uh, cool, The our, our jaunt into the Blood War is over. Good thing I have improved Divine Smite now. <laughs> Hey, we're hopping in. We're probably gonna hop into, uh, you know, yeah, some you more know. of a yeah. cult shit. So <laughs> you will all soon learn that quickly after the rift was sealed, the demon or the hellish forces 
straight up vanished. Yeah. Mid conflict. Tight. Real the tight quality. The Jarashir and the Guardian Guilds fell back to the Jarashir war camp. Many, many Guardian Guild members died along the way back. Their retreat was more of a rout. But many more escaped into the safety of the war camp. The ensuing fight, which you saw the very end of, was a moment of near-religious revelation for the Jarashir, many of the Thunder Guard praising this as the moment they were chosen for. This end-of-days doom war against an endless tide of demons. Though now things are quiet. There are still demons out in the swamp. There are edge masons and thunder guard here now, even now conspiring to form hunting parties to go out into that mire. Despite the sealing of the realm scar, there is still a swamp north of Amberfell and south of the mines. It's probably not going away anytime soon. Too much of the abyss poured out before it was sealed. But for the time being, you are safe, you are well-fed, and you are responsible for saving the valley. The demons are gone, at least in numbers and in strength. The Threadless, it seems, and this story will begin to spread quickly, have saved us all. Again. to the play <laughs> somewhere a playwright is going ah, threadless <laughs> 2 electric boogaloo <laughs> I gotta ask where's is Arbidon okay yeah he's fine okay oh, such a long pause oh my god yeah. I was uh, like, is he going to roll dice? Are we getting a eulogy? Another question that maybe has a sad answer. During our eight-hour rest, I, I mean, is Valor... Does he stick around? There is a tense... Anticipation that lurks around Valor, but even as you rest, he doesn't seem to be going anywhere. It seems as though if Zariel is going to come calling, it isn't tonight. Maybe I made her so mad she doesn't want anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the valley still Something needs doubt. Maybe. You don't know. All you do know is that ten years of service was promised and it will be given 
and Valor is ready to honor that commitment when it comes. Knowing devils, it will come at the most inconvenient of times. Yeah, that is known. For now, you have time to rest and recuperate. Soon enough, the reinforcements from Fair Ames here now seemingly unneeded will arrive, but they will arrive with help and succor and the ability to transport many of these people away from this damnable warfront that is a warfront no more. There's still things. They 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 can they're still used to be had of them. It's true. But for now, our threadless heroes are victorious. They are resting and they are safe. And who knows what adventures await them in the near future. There is certainly a cult that still needs dealing with. There is still a god that is missing. And there are questions for the old mage that need answering. Mm, so many. But like, what if she doesn't know the answers? Then what? Then what? She'll know the answers to these questions. Perhaps. She better. Maybe. But I think we are going to have to find out all of those answers and questions and what are you going to do next next time on Material Components because as always you can find us on Twitter at matcomrpg that's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G we also have an email address which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com we always love hearing from all of our listeners you should all write in right now to congratulate our players on hitting level 11 and stopping the invasion of the fucking Demogorgon onto the Material Plane Hey. Oh, it's a big work. fucking deal. It's a big yeah. fucking deal. That's really good job, y'all. Make all of your checks out to cash. <laughs> <laughs> we only accept congratulations in check or cash form or yeah. money order. Yeah. And the checks have to be giant novelty checks. Mm-hmm. I, I just yeah. can't accept um, any other kind. I personally take mine in the form of like grandma money, which is a nice greeting card that tells me how special I am with money inside of it. Just a bunch of nickels. Yes, I take only nickels. I will also accept Jamba Juice gift cards. All right. Um, you can send those to me at Elliot C. Lewis on Twitter. No, don't. You can't do that. It's not possible yet. Find a way. Um, and you can also support me and my art on uh, Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Elliot C. Lewis. Um, I make all kinds of illustrations and art and some of it's matcom related and some of it's makes me sad but that's fine <laughs> come support these cursed hands <laughs> i'm sure there's going to be some kissing art in the near future mm-hmm. <laughs> what better way to learn how to draw kissing than to draw kissing <laughs> i look forward to the strange anatomical uh, questions that are risen about a minotaur doing it, but... Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> Just... <laughs> How do they apply suction? The, the mouth goes back. Just on the whole right. face. The whole out. face. Um, sorry, I got distracted. Doesn't matter we're all, how. <laughs> we've, all, we've all been distracted this episode. It's fine. <laughs> uh, you can find me 
uh, on Twitter at cryoutolivia. I almost said you can find me at Matcom RPG. You can find me there, but if you want to find Olivia, go to cryoutolivia on Twitter. Um, yeah, y'all, this was so cool and fun. What a good episode, just from top to bottom. Thank you, Mike. It was good. Uh, also, a little side note for listeners. If you listen to the Decemberist song, Sons and Daughters, whenever cool Jarashir shit happens, it always syncs up. It's weird. It's like Wizard of Oz <laughs> and Dark Side of the Moon. It's very strange. But just that one song. But better. Uh-huh, just that one song. On um, loop. Interesting. <laughs> Coo, I've been uh, rumbled. <laughs> go try it. Go, go. Uh, I don't advocate drug use, but I actually do. Go get high, do it, and then come <laughs> hang out with me and talk about it. Yeah, that's a tough act to follow. Uh, if you want to find me on Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at the Readamus. Um, yeah, uh, just uh, I, I'm so caught up with with uh, with all the kissing that happened just just <laughs> i got nothing i you don't need to send me anything i've got enough all on my noggin mm-hmm. hey etsuko is making her way down here just it, saying there could yeah, be some like, more kissing. i don't need to i don't i don't need uh, no that's okay <laughs> and this one could be not for medicinal purposes <laughs> oh. Oh. although maybe Although maybe. Oh. <laughs> uh, and if you want to find me on social media, do not bother. I'm not there. I am quite old and use smoke signals for all communication purposes. It's true. Uh, it's really inconvenient to schedule things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what you can do instead of attempting to reach out to me, uh, help us support the show. Uh, rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. We really appreciate it. Um, It's super, super helpful. Uh, We love hearing from you guys. Uh, And if you do, uh, and you include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the review, Mike has promised (laughs) beyond any, like he has promised to put that name in campaign. It doesn't matter how great the name is. Or how stupid the name is. It's true. It will be in this campaign. Yeah, I just had to go and swear that damn blood oath. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Mike, indeed. It was your idea. Mike, it was your idea. I don't remember that. That's the whole blood <laughs> oath thing. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yes, of course, you can do all of that. And uh, we would really appreciate it if you did. But you can mm-hmm. also find yours truly, Mike Gurgoni, on Twitter at mk gargoni because if you do find me there you can ask me hey mike you done inevitables you done demons you done did arch devils what could be next is there some kind of big dragon to fight no he died we all remember that he died is there some kind of like inevitable conflict that needs to happen with cherish's dad no no that's boring i don't want to do any of that so what comes next? Who knows? You're, you're going to have to ask me on Twitter. And you can do that at MK Gurgoni. It's probably some sort of cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Yeah, it's yeah. animate It's an animate food scenario. That is exactly yeah. it. Uh, I'm just mad we never got to that plane of existence. 
Look, you just got to roll better. Um, so <laughs> you can also find our good, good friend Omatep on Twitter at NPC underscore AN because even when he is so thankful that his best customers emerged with all of their money intact from the abyss, uh, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so, so much for listening. This has been a crazy wild ride. We're getting into the end game now. What's waiting for you back at Stormhaven? What is Sid going to do oh. when his dad shows back up? What is Grawl going to do when Etsuko shows up? And is Darren done sober? All of these things and more we're going to find out. <laughs> and thank you all so much for finding out with us. Because as always, the world is chaos. And sometimes, sometimes, that chaos can be fun. But... It is still chaos, and so please be kind to one another. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. We love you. Bye-bye.